It's time for Twit This Week in Tech. Devendra Hardawar and Gadget Senior Editor is here. Shira Lazar is here from What's Trending.com and Peace Inside Live. And former PC Magazine editor, my old buddy Lance Yulinoff, lots to talk about. Twitter's monetization strategies. This could change everything. Why the pandemic baby boom turned out to be a baby bust. Why you shouldn't allow interns to choose your passwords. And uh, Amazon's new rotating follow you camera. Really? You want this in your house? It's all coming up next on Twit. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twit. This Week in Tech, episode 812, recorded Sunday, February 28th, 2021. Three Boof Bonzers. This Week in Tech is brought to you by Udacity. Build your tech skills through industry-leading programs created and recognized by top companies worldwide with a nano degree from Udacity in as little as 12 weeks. Visit udacity.com slash twit and use the coupon code twit at checkout to get 50% off through May 30th, 2021. And by ExtraHop. When cyber criminals get past your business's defenses, you need a plan for detection and response. Learn more about how ExtraHop stops breaches 84% faster and explore the great interactive demo at extrahop.com slash twit. And by Gabby Insurance. You're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to gabby.com slash twit. And by Mint Mobile. Switching to Mint Mobile's premium wireless service is the easiest way to save this year. Maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. And get the plan shipped to your door free at mintmobile.com slash twit. It's time for Twit This Week in Tech, the show where we cover the week's tech news. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this show because this. Three people I adore, starting with a guy I haven't seen since South by Southwest. It's been a while. Lance Ulanoff, good to see you. Good to be here, virtually. <laughs> a longtime editor of PC Magazine. What are you doing these days? I'm out of my own, floating in space. Floating uh, in space. Eventually will tether myself somewhere, but uh, writing a, light on, a lot on Medium at the moment. Nice. You're a PC mag, you're a Mashable uh you did digital for a while now yeah, on his life own. wire life all wire. over the place yeah, yeah. tv kind of legendary life. yeah you you yeah. took over for me on the uh, live with regis and uh well it wasn't regis but kelly and whoever's kelly and ryan that's <laughs> kelly right and ryan. yeah that's fun isn't it in fact it the is. last it time is. we talked i think you mentioned that marianne had retired our, our producer she had I, yeah. I love that woman so much yeah. such a sweetheart uh and she earned it i mean definitely deserved to, to step away but uh, yeah so she's gone i have a new producer um actually i work with a few different ones but i have one main guy and it's a honestly that crew there is just fantastic i yeah. love working with those people I've, uh, kelly is a really sweet person um, she is. She's very real. Yeah, she's very genuine. Real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I never met Ryan, but I'm sure he's fun too. He's um, fun. He's yeah. real Spitfire. Yeah, Regis was something. I kind of, I kind of oh. miss Regis. He was a never, amazing. never got to work. No, with him, yeah. Uh, also with us, Shira Lazar, my yoga mate from Peace Inside dot 
live. Yes, I, thanks I sure. for having me. We nice hung to out. See you uh, outside your yoga pants. Yeah, you know? yeah. We hung out uh, <laughs> with a really fun couples yoga thing on uh, Valentine's Eve. Lisa and I, you and your boyfriend, and uh, several a number of other couples. The instructor was from Thailand. They, mm-hmm. they were great. It was so much fun. Are you going to do more of those at Peace Inside Live? Yeah, we do virtual retreats. We do workshops and master classes around mindfulness, meditation, and movement. And we're bringing peace inside the workplace. So we're doing a lot of work wow. with corporations Great. to build wellness programs wow. as well for their teams. Wow. And no, I don't have yoga pants. <laughs> they were just they were just shorts. The chat room's already going, What? <laughs> Did you say yoga pants? <laughs> I was just wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, anyway, great to see you, Shira. Peace Inside yeah. Live. Peace Inside dot live. If you yes. want to know more, she's very busy. Uh, and also, it's great to see Devendra Hardwar, uh, Editor-in-Chief. I'm sorry, Senior Editor at Engadget. No, Senior Editor. Not Editor-in-Chief. No, no, no. Who, who is EIC <laughs> over there now? It is uh, Dana Woolman, who is okay. awesome. I've yeah. worked with her for a very long time. You so, don't yeah. want to be e- you don't want to be the editor in chief, though. That's it's too much work. Too much. There's work. just so much yeah. going on. <laughs> much yeah, more. Fun. I want to play with my gadgets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Much more fun. What are you What are you reviewing right now? What are you looking at? I got a bunch of things. Uh, I just put up a review of the MSI GS66 gaming laptop. That's one of the first uh, 1440p gaming laptops. So that's oh, pretty cool. Wow. We've been stuck with either 1080 or 4K. So you know, cool options now. There uh, seem to be suddenly a lot of gaming laptops, uh, Lenovo's Legion, that mm-hmm. I see a, a lot of companies that aren't normally known for their, uh, I mean, you don't think of Lenovo and gaming, but uh, a lot oh, yeah. of gaming laptops coming out now all of a sudden. They've been doing that for a while, but I don't think anybody's paying attention. Is the oh, thing. maybe Everyone's that's it. trying. It's was, a hot market. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it couldn't be a hotter market. Everybody's stuck at home. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm playing Animal Crossing. Anybody wants to visit my <laughs> island, I'll give you my dream code. <laughs> <laughs> so depressing <laughs> so, so sad uh speaking of gaming uh oh oh stadia stadia more uh coming out about google's uh streaming gaming service a couple of weeks ago they closed down their own independent uh game laboratory laying off hundreds including uh, jade raymond who is a legendary game designer she was running the uh, uh toronto ubisoft uh, studio she went over to google one year later, she's gone. Um, this is the article at Bloomberg by Jason Schreier. Google Stadia problem, a video game unit that's not googly enough. He, <laughs> he, he talks about, I mean, just Google doesn't do content, really, and didn't really understand the idea of, of creating gaming content. I mean, seriously, if you, if you buy an independent gaming studio and you expect a game in a year, you're not... Yeah, you're smoking something. Oh my gosh, no! I think they're also really bad at consumer products in general. I feel like I've brought this up so many times on the show, but uh, Google Google does not have enough faith in its products to keep them around. Even something like Google Reader, which was kind of niche, but you can look at a whole bunch of things. Everything that happened at Nest, which kind of fell apart, but I guess is kind of hung together yeah. now. Yeah, yeah but they're, hung they're together, not yeah, hung together is not like what you call a prosperous company. Yeah, yeah we're hanging it's together. Not. It's okay. We're gonna. We're not. <laughs> it's a little shaky. What I, mean, do you th- I think. I think they do okay with some consumer hardware, but um, the Pixel the phones are okay, consumer- right? Yeah, they're okay. I mean, I think that there's there is a yeah. commitment issue. There's a commitment issue that sometimes mm, you know, yeah. but I think they're still committed to sort of pixel phones. Um, but I think the point you made about 
the the gaming software, just a game. You know, this is you know years. I mean, literally, we've heard of games being developed for over a decade. So, uh, you know, I don't know what their expectations were there, but um, the the competition's too strong in the gaming space, and if they weren't fully committed, and clearly yeah. they weren't. Uh, yeah. They just and Google, by the way, is really good at pulling the plug on things. I mean, how many mm-hmm. things do they shutter um, a year? It's sad because I think that they were the 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 independent division under Stadia was trying to develop stuff not as every other game company is doing developing stuff for consoles and PCs and every platform but specifically for a cloud platform where you could use AI you could say I want several servers you had a lot more opportunities to do different kinds of games um unfortunately this Bloomberg story only describes one one prototype was described as a cross between a Google Assistant and a Tamagotchi pet. <laughs> I love Tamagotchi. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah, that's I guess that could be good. You were probably you probably had a Tamagotchi when you were a kid, I did, didn't you? Yeah, for a moment. Yeah. Uh, but but what I think it's interesting is that they don't take advantage of their ecosystem. So if you're going to launch uh, a gaming system, why not take advantage of like YouTube Games and all your social your well, that stars was the plan, wasn't gamers? it? I mean, there is not giving it enough time to even go there, which it just doesn't make sense. There is a feature that allows you to pick up a game where your superstar uh, YouTuber left off. Right. Devendra. So he could say, "Okay, I've got you up to this point. Take it away. (laughs) That's cool. They promised a lot. It's cool. Like in theory, Stadia was a really cool concept and we had seen cloud gaming before and they had so many ideas like oh we have solved all the issues you know with cloud gaming the latency uh don't have to worry about it right because your controller connects over wi-fi which goes directly to the server it seemed like they had a good pitch but it's not just the game studios i think google just fundamentally didn't know what to do with stadia right it launched in a weird beta it wasn't quite ready that feature the pickup from somebody else's stream feature isn't here so i don't i don't know why stadia exists and it's a fundamental problem of right you have to buy these games you have to buy these games yeah, and Google. you don't really own them because if right. stadia goes under and who knows you don't if own will, them then you then you're right. then assassin's creed is gone yeah and even though you, you spent amazon 60 bucks out? just like you would if yeah. you bought a disc i mean amazon's Google just... thing is a subscription you know and that's oh, the right, way right. i think yeah. everybody expects yeah right Right. Mm. I mean, I just wonder if Google took a look at what Microsoft's doing and and just you know realized X-Cloud. that they couldn't com- you know they couldn't compete. Yeah. They could be not mm-hmm. just with XCloud, but you know the number of how many different uh, game developers has Microsoft bought up? I mean, it's pulled so much in house. It has so much raw power on the development side and on the cloud side, uh, and I think that maybe Google was being making a really smart business decision. Although they haven't shuttered Stadia, but uh, yeah. You know, I think we should maybe take bets on whether or not Stadia is around <laughs> a year or two from now. It feels like they plucked defeat from the jaws of victory because <laughs> the, when Cyberpunk 2077 came out, it was bugged on consoles unless you had the latest generation. It was it, people couldn't play it on the PC, but it actually played fine on a, on Stadia streaming. It was the one place where you could kind of experience that game. Well, and the PC, the PC side played pretty well too. Did it, like was I, it okay? So it was really just the side, older yeah. generation consoles that were, they were yeah, given refunds. Yeah, mm-hmm. bad. Wow. So bad. It's still not on the PlayStation Store. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. So it was an opportunity. I mean, people like me, I was playing it on Stadia. Um, mm-hmm. It was an opportunity to get to an audience, and then you know, and and they could have won Shira over with Tamagotchis. 
come on. You had me at they Tamagotchi. They deserve a, a shot. They're I, so cute. <laughs> I, sh- I mean, I have no grounds. <laughs> I just admitted I play Animal Crossing. I have no no grounds at all to mock so anything. I had a Tamagotchi when they because my kids had one. I had one. I we all one. did. Oh, my God. He's got one. Oh, oh wow. Oh, my God. Are you for real? So are you for that real, Lance Ulina? <laughs> What did you have that on your shelf? You just pulled it right off. I did. It's been sitting because we had a hilarious. couple. My kids had them. The kids had them. My kids had them. The batteries are so, long uh, dead, yeah. right? I mean, I haven't. I have not fed this guy in a while. Oh, he's still alive. Him, but oh, he's yeah, so sad he's looking. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh he's God. inside. It was a ball. What do you there, put new so. batteries in every couple of years? Just I, to. I have not. Make I took him this suffer? out. I don't know. Probably look. You know, when you're trapped at home, you start Anything. going through drawers <laughs> and pulling stuff That's out amazing. and you start Anything. putting batteries and things. And it's been sitting. So basically, it's oh been sitting there on God. my shelf ever since. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so That's impressive. I'm So uh, for those, and I think it's probably the vast majority of our listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, Shira, what is a Tamagotchi? It's like a little... <laughs> virtual animal that you have to take care of so for people who are like debating whether they'll be good parents get a tamagotchi and already i knew when i was like 10 that i would be a late bloomer as a parent (laughs) (laughs) it's it's already the worst of both worlds you don't get the cuddling or the affection or the love of an animal but you do have to feed them on a regular basis shake them shake them to to play with them yeah yeah, yeah. It's I, I guess it's still, it's still so around. It's now an iPad. They yeah. poop. Do Tamagotchis poop? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they do. Yeah. I kind of forget, yeah. honestly, like it's my memory is not very good, good around the Tamagotchi. <laughs> I just remembered it was like in a cute little egg type yeah. of accessory. Yeah. And you could put it on your keychain. Mid-90s. Yeah. From, yeah, from Bondi. Yeah, this would go on your belt. Yeah. Basically. So you never... Throw it on so, your belt. Actually, that's a Pokemon you got in there. I know. I can't get that's him out of here. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. I got a Pokemon me, stuck in my tent. Tweet Tamagotchi. me how to get this guy... Get him out of his Tweet ball. Lance Ulanoff on the Twitters. <laughs> how do you get the Pokemon out of the Tamagotchi? Wow. I didn't expect the show would start this way, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Expect that when you're listening to Twitter, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, it's because partly the, early in the year like this, there's not a lot of news, really. Um, should we talk about Twitter? I think you guys are all. I'll tell you what, you all, you, you all in on the Twitter? <laughs> prepare your Twitter thoughts. Uh, there's some stuff going on, including uh, Jack says we've found a way we're going to subscribe we're going to have subscribers we found a way to make people pay for twitter to which lance ulanoff says never <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in just a second what a, it's going to be a fun time great panel lance ulanoff shira lazar devendra hardawar our show today brought to you by something i know you guys know all about udacity is an amazing story sebastian thrun was actually at google and he realized this is back in the early uh, part of the decade, 2011, I think, 2012. He realized that the companies like Google, Microsoft, Amazon needed technical workers, people with real skills. But these skills weren't being taught in schools. He said, there's got to be a way to prepare the modern workforce. And he created Udacity. It's like Audacity without the A. Udacity is the world's fastest, most efficient way to master the skills tech companies want. I think actually it was right at the beginning they did the first nano degree and it was with Google. The nano degree program is a unique online educational offering designed to bridge the gap between learning and your career goals. You're going to get a suite of skills 
that are guaranteed employable because they're they're created by the companies who need people to do these things. Udacity partners with industry leaders and experts who understand the in-demand skills that, that, that are, you know, the job market, uh, applicable to the job market they really need. Once you enroll as a student in a specific course, you'll be prompted to view the online course, see the videos, and they're well-produced, very clear, taught by real experts who are excellent teachers. But, and I think this is super important, you don't just sit and watch. You have to complete a series of projects. Don't be, don't be scared off. I, this is honestly the way to learn this stuff. You know, I've I've done all kinds of online courses, and the ones where I just sit and watch, I think I feel like, oh, I know how to do that. And then when I really have to sit down and do it, I can't. I love the ones like the Udacity courses where you actually have to learn by doing. And what's great about Udacity is with your project, you're going to be reviewed by qualified professionals. If you need help, and you will because you're learning, you get real human help, personalized code reviews if it's a programming course, and access to qualified mentors. And and it's really important 24-7 because people are taking these courses. Many of them have day jobs. It's all over the world, 160 countries, 13 million registered users. And so it's got to work with your schedule, and it does. It does. They've completed 1.3 million-plus projects, 150,000 nanodegrees, just to give you some idea of the scale of this. It's the most, I think, the most successful online learning you can get. It's incredible. They even have free courses that will help you build your portfolio on GitHub. Very important if you're a programmer or LinkedIn. They, have, they do have uh, non-programming classes in marketing, uh, product management, uh, tech-adjacent roles. They, of course, have classes in the most in-demand skills like AI and cloud computing. You want to you uh, develop self-driving vehicles? They've got autonomous systems classes. They've got data science classes. These are industry-leading programs built and recognized by top companies worldwide. IBM works with them. Microsoft, Google, of course, AWS. All over the world, people are getting great jobs they're learning great skills. I did, You know what? I'm not looking for work. I still took the courses because it's so much fun. I've taken their Python. In fact, I'm looking at their uh, second level, their intermediate Python course now. Uh, project, uh, the projects, uh, you know, I hate to say you have to do a project because I know sometimes that scares people. But seriously, it's fun. And it's the only way to learn it, to be honest with you. And there's some great Udacity free courses, too, if you just want to get some sense of what they do. Flexible payment options. You can learn at your own pace and schedule. Uh, I always like to use uh, some examples uh, like this guy, Francisco Gutierrez. Couldn't afford a four-year degree. He was a technical. He was interested in technology. And he wanted a better life for his family. He took programming classes at the community college, but they never really translated into getting a job. He participated in a program Udacity has, the Grow with Google Udacity Challenge. Got a full scholarship for the Mobile Web Specialist Nano degree. Mobile Web Specialist. It took him step by step. Got an internship at Microsoft. He is now a full-time software engineer at Microsoft. They offered him a full-time job, all because of Udacity. It's a great story. There are lots of them on the page. If you go to Udacity, U-D-A-C-I-T-Y dot com slash twit today. Technology is disrupting enterprises across every industry. Check out Udacity for Enterprise and upskill your workforce, too. In fact, we, uh, John, at the last staff meeting, we told everybody, if you want to take a class at Udacity, it's on us. Uh, not just because you'll be a better employee, 
but you'll, it's, we want to support you as a human. And Udacity has those two, Udacity for Enterprise. Get the education that broadens your horizons. Go to udacity.com slash twit. 50% off, half off, but you have to use the coupon code twit. So there's a little incentive for you. Got to do it soon. Ends May 30th. Coupon code twit. The discount will be applied at checkout. Udacity.com slash twit. Thank you, Udacity. What is super follows? This is the newest thing on Twitter. Lance, I take it you're not a fan. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I get it uh, that uh, Twitter has to grow. Uh, you know, it has to, you know, they, they have plans to get more uh, more people using the service and uh, they want to make more money. They want to increase revenues by a lot. And they also want to, you know, compete in this new sort of creator game. If you notice um, on all the platforms, including TikTok, they now are sort of identifying so-called creators, which gives them an opportunity to make money on the platform. So it's very exciting. You know, Twitter, you know, you really don't have that opportunity. I mean, it's really not that kind of space. And, uh, you know, I've been on it, uh, I don't know, 2007. So however many years that is. And, uh, you know, it's my fa- it's still my favorite social media. Now, super follows would give me the idea to create sort of uh, a, a supra uh, version of of my Twitter content. Stuff so who that pays? Do you pay, pay or do your followers no, pay? No, followers pay. So this again, they you know, subscribe you to at, you. Um, subscribers and you know so when we talk about something like Substack you know with people doing newsletters and now getting people to pay a yearly subscription fee for this special information so imagine on Twitter you've got specialized tweets or you've got you know private concerts or you've got special photos or maybe I charge you for doodles that I will are they trying to be are they being Patreon is that the idea yeah a little bit it's it's all yeah, it's all in that sort of same mix. Um, and I guess I feel like, look, and I'm not also not that guy. I, you know, I don't have enough followers to really monetize what I'm doing there. I mean, you, you need a scale. You know, there's a bigger conversation to have here. You know, we have a ton of people flooding to Substack, all these journalists saying, I'm starting my own newsletter. Well, You're going to pay for it. You Twitter know? bought Review, another newsletter uh, That's, platform and like it's, Substack. You know, it's interesting is I've been on Review for years. Oh, I, really? I have a newsletter on Review. Yeah. I mean, it's small, you know, it's a bit, but it's, I've been doing it. It's a place where I just kind of talk, you know, but my newsletter is sort of free for free uh, form. But yeah, it all of this is moving in the direction of finding a way to have a section of Twitter be sort of this this special premium area where you can pay to get more to get. You know, if you like Steve Martin's tweets, you know, Steve Martin to go on Twitter. He's funny. Right. But he's going to be even funnier in the if super you pay him space. money. <laughs> right. Right. I guess I look. You I'm say that is Steve, have... is Steve Martin doing it or is that just an example? No, no. I Do just, we know anybody who is doing it? Head. Yeah, it's too soon. No, no, I, no, I think it's not and I've not yet. seen anything. Okay. I'm checking to see if there's something, you know, in my Twitter that would say, hey, you have this opportunity. Because By the way, uh, they integrated review fast. Like I already had a pop up that said, oh, you because you, if you do a Twitter thread, they know that you like to write. Uh, so they're like, oh, you know, we have a newsletter product now. How about you do that? Um, so Twitter is getting more proactive about this stuff. I just think that for most people, super follows just. It's not going to be a thing because most people don't have enough followers to really monetize in a way that makes sense unless you charge a whole lot for premium tweet content or Twitter content and then it better be great. So I made a so-called promise yesterday, I believe, where I said I will never charge you for my tweets. (laughs) And then if you read all the way to the end, I said – Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to. This is your Medium, your article on uh, on Medium. 
Okay, I'll never charge right. you unless I do. And then maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> fine print. Read the fine print. So you're a you know, creator, like, Shira. I mean, is this... Yeah. Uh, I, I think... I, I assume that you understand better than most how hard it is to take your product and make money, make a living doing. Yeah. It's something I'm thinking about a lot. And, you know, I watched the ABC News documentary about OnlyFans. Uh, and I think it is fascinating, these platforms that are allowing you just the freedom to do this. The thing is, like, what's that extra thing that you're going to do and how do you scale it? And is the platform the right platform to do that for discovery and everything, right? And so I do think like Twitter is actually one of my favorite platforms still because I feel like they're not hiding your tweets. There's no algorithm like you. It's easy to like get in front of people, right. which other platforms have lost. Right. That's really and, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, that's what I Facebook, wish you other, have no idea who's going to exactly. see what you post. And like, I feel like it's the one place I feel like I still have engagement and I know that people will see it. And if you add the right hashtags, it gets into that like grouped in there for discovery. Uh, so it's like, but then what would that thing be? That would be the extra thing, like Lance said, that would get people to pay for that. Like right. you would need, it would need to be above and beyond what you do. And it, then that's also more work. And then, you know, you're putting in the effort, hoping for more back. And mm-hmm. so it's always like the thing that you need to think about. And I think every platform you're going to see that clubhouse, you're going to see a monetization capability. Um, obviously we have it on Twitter. Uh, we have it on YouTube. Like you have tips or you could also do subscription. It's like, how much more can you do and create? How many hours do you have in the day? It's, you just need to be smart about it and strategize. And it really depends on your brand. There was some criticism on of a Squarespace Super Bowl ad where they took Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 and they made it 5 to 9. And it was all about your side hustle. Yeah, and, and the criticism uh, yeah. was, I'm exhausted. Nine to uh-huh. five and now I got to do shrubbery pruning no working nine to nine let's be clear it's yeah. nine, to nine, nine to nine or even Thank or you. six to nine yeah right and anybody I mean, who's like, done this yeah. especially youtube creators it's exhausting it is i think that we need to be able to scale what we do without it being every hour right like how is it <laughs> yes. like right now for me i need to be there to create how can you put in two hours and get six hours from that Right. That's the question. It's like so and and that's where I see like building products. Like, you know, if you build a product in e-commerce, but then you also have to upfront like a startup, you need upfront to develop that product, to produce it, to put Facebook ads or Instagram getting, ads against it. It's like fifty thousand dollars. I'm getting a nervous breakdown just listening to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I had a so this is actually um I had a, a talk, a meeting with Vayner Media. They have a, a talent management company. Gary Vaynerchuk. I love Gary. So I wasn't talking to Gary. I was talking to one of his people and he goes, yeah, Gary's got people now because he can't do nine hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes, you know, you're into vulnerability and personal growth and all that. Why don't you start a clubhouse? You know, you do that clubhouse, you go all in, you build a few thousand people listening to, or even just a thousand, you go to Substack, and then you're selling them on Substack, And it was just like, in my head, it all makes sense. But then it's just like, Oh my God! Yeah. When it's does it end? Lot. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. I so many so many different platforms. I feel so bad for you for people. Our attention. <laughs> so so it's hard. So you don't. Like where also, do you put your Where do you put your time and effort? It's so yeah. exactly. Yeah. Everything's and, a choice. And everybody under thirty, I'm sure, feels this pressure. To, well, where, what's your what's your Insta? What's your Twitter? What should where are you gonna? What are you gonna? It's like it feels like everybody's expected to be a creator, and everybody's expected to bust their ass. And 
they're just I think everybody in their 30s maybe I'm wrong but I feel like is feeling this intense pressure to produce mm-hmm. uh, I, and I or think that that's that they uh, can and they can they can produce and become famous yeah there's yeah. money I in it. To you're young fam- people right yeah. there's there's because there are these icons I'll never but, play for the NBA you know, but I could maybe I could uh, you know, become an insta uh, celebrity or something. Yeah, well, they, but none of them realize the amount of work that's involved. You, know, you talk to somebody like Justina Zarek and, you know, a decade plus working on YouTube and how hard she's worked. And I don't understand why she doesn't her. look like a little old lady. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she should have bags under her eyes and her hair. Should, she, I mean, she works insane hours and everybody yeah. I know like her does it's great you you have in the pressure i just worry that we're going to hit a wall that all these people are just going to go oh my god well it's already happening but then there's always new crops and generations of talent who are young i mean it's it's the same thing for the acting industry or hollywood it's the reason why it's a young industry is because you still have that energy and you still have that naivete to go into things that are you know when you're a bit older you see the writing on the wall and then you start thinking about family and sustainability and your energy it just a bit of a different mentality. Yeah, yeah. I think the danger here, by the way, is that a lot of this stuff just looks easy, right? Being an Insta mm-hmm. celebrity, just look, I'm just taking some photos, just chilling with my friends, just like <laughs> taking photos of my food. But like you watch people, especially like my younger family who, oh, they want to frame their Instagram photos perfectly. So we order something when we used to go to restaurants and it would be five minutes before they could actually eat it. Because right. they would spend all the yeah. time perfectly framing everything and adding some lighting and whatnot. And as a slightly older millennial, you know, I'm on these platforms, but I also I'm not driven for that. I'm driven for other reasons. But I am worried about this. Uh, I know it's yeah. so easy. It used to be stardom. You know, people assumed, oh, that, this requires a lot of work. I have to get to Hollywood. I have to do other things. You have to be driven in one way to do that. I feel like now it's, it's a, just simple. It's yeah. a symptom of a of a much. I mean, look, I'm sure the vast majority. Of pe- of people, uh, young people don't think they're going to be influencers. They're busy mm-hmm. working their ass off at an Amazon uh, warehouse. I mean, uh, but I think it's a larger symptom of a real economic problem mm, in this yeah. country for sure, and maybe even globally, where um, you know you're, you you have to make two, you have to have two jobs to survive. You have to have that side hustle just to survive. Um, and I just feel like we're coming, we're going to hit a wall. This is not a, a mm-hmm. positive but, thing. And it doesn't way, feel like... Know, they're, a they're, go ahead, Joe. I was just going to say oh, that their their big yeah, target yeah. right now is... I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say their big target right now is TikTok. I mean, if you want to talk mm-hmm. about where they believe they can become famous and how much time they spend asking how do they become TikTok yeah. famous and how they go viral yeah. and how do but they was, get a deal. But it was TikTok this year, last year. It was exactly. Insta, There's the always going to be something before. else. Mm-hmm. You know, um, true. God, what, it just breaks my what heart. What I was going to say is I was wondering if it was just America because like, I feel like here it's like how many followers you have. You could have any type mm-hmm. of business and it's not even like a creator anymore. It's like, how many followers does your business have? And I, I feel like it is a North right. America phenomenon. Like other places, of course, this is a global network. But in other places, your worth isn't based around that necessarily. Like if you are in Italy and you're like, hey, I have like 10,000 Instagram followers. And be like, F- <laughs> like who <you."> cares? <laughs> yeah, or like in France, yeah. you know, but like yeah. there is something to be said about Canada and the U.S. Our obsession mm-hmm. with this type of of notoriety. Is it, now you're Canadian. Right? I know you don't live there anymore, but you grew up there in Montreal. Is it the same in Canada? 
Yeah, I think that is it goes back to because in Canada, we are so close to the America where it was right. like the American dream. Right. right. And so the, the new dream has is this like the social media DIY dream. And it mm-hmm. also, you know, it goes back to like being your own boss, um, you know, getting into the crypto space. It's all connected. And then it's also connected to Silicon Valley. Like if you look at all of it, it's it's creating it on your own. Right. It's the being hustle. Your own boss. It's it the is hustle. the hustle. hustle. Yeah. 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 And I think like, and Gary says, it's not just about the hustle. It's like, really, you got to love it. And sometimes I, I blame I Gary a saying. little bit. And, and, and <laughs> I, I know Gary well, and I love Gary, but right. I blame him a little because this guy is a ball of energy. And for 10, mm-hmm. maybe 15 years now, he's been preaching this, you know, you got to do this. 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 Uh, and I think that that's unrealistic for most people. Well, that's now yeah, he's taking it a different way where he's saying like, it's about if you enjoy it. So he goes, Good. for me, this Good. is who I am. I enjoy it. Yeah. But then it goes Nobody back to the other Gary side of it. Like, there's Nobody. a bit of guilt. <laughs> like, why can't I be like that? Right? Why? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Why don't mm-hmm. I have the energy? And if I don't have the energy like that, does that mean I'm going to fail? Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to take a quick step back here, by the way, because it yeah. does seem like we're, we're going down the negative path on this, right? Like the yeah. overwork and the all-consuming <laughs> nature yes, of being you. a creative, you know, in, in the world today. But I do, I like the super follow feature as a way for people who genuinely create value on that social network mm-hmm. to get some money, to get paid for it. Um, I won't be doing it as a reporter just because of the you way can. I work. And I think you probably can't. News, yeah, news. Yeah. I don't know. News organ that we don't know. These if are you left things. in Gadget, you could. Probably. Yeah, if I was on my own. But I think that's what happens. May start rules. Is yeah. brands, I mean, that's what I did kind yes. of. And brands yeah. say, why am I working for the man? Now there's a way for me to monetize. Essentially, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what's happened with the internet. This disintermediation is made the entire it, Substack push. Yeah. Yes, it's kind of made it possible yes. for people like Lance, people like Shira. Someday, people like you, Devendra. No, I'm not, <laughs> not saying me, that at all. But, but, for, and for me to say, uh, we don't need the gatekeepers mm-hmm. anymore. We can do it ourselves. So you're right. It is positive in that respect, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I, I think like, hey, I look at people on Twitter. I look at the people creating dozen, you know, dozen long tweet threads. Um, mm-hmm. Where th- after certain points, like you, you are making this network better, you right. know, and people mm-hmm. may and want who's to, benefiting? People pay you for who's this. benefiting? Yeah, who's benefiting? Twitter, and not everybody needs to do a newsletter. Yeah, yeah I think like a simple way to pay people for things is good. I tell you, every time That's I see true. somebody doing a long thread, I, I feel like shouting, "Get yeah. a room!" Or, I, or get, a, <laughs> get a blog. You know, why are you trying to have this? Why are you trying to write a thousand word article on Twitter? It doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm old. I guess. I don't. <laughs> what about like, I think a great idea would be if you have access like an exclusive or you're at a, you know, if you're at the Apple announcement or whatever, and, and people yeah. want to be following you and your take on it, you could say for this event or for this thing, I'm, I'm going to be behind a paywall. Right. So you need to follow what an idiot. I've been giving this stuff away. for. I know. I know. It would be great if there weren't so many people doing something like that. But, yeah, I think that's exactly what we're hoping to see. And by the way, I feel like this is because I I, I, maybe I sound a little negative about all this and I'm not at all. Of course, I'm very positive about everything digital. But this is sort of the second stage. The first stage of the transformation of content was everybody's ability. There are no longer gatekeepers. Everybody's ability Mm -hmm. to deliver content directly to an audience no matter what. You could just do it. And that that has been a fundamental shift in the way people have consumed comment content. And now the second stage is, well, great. How do we get paid for this? And that does make yeah. a lot of sense. And I, and I understand that we're in that sort of evolutionary stage. It's just a question of, is Twitter the really the right place for this? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you guys, like, we at the Slash Filmcast, my movie podcast, like, we started a Patreon recently. It's done pretty good. We've had a PayPal account for a decade. You know, we've had, we've been asking people for donations, but having these platforms where people are already following you can add more money, that's, that's ended up being a beneficial thing. So, yeah, I, I don't want to be too negative on this. It's not for me, super followers, but I'm sure for a lot of people it could be, and that's good. That is a good thing, ultimately. Like, I think of uh, the end of the great, um, what's it, the Brad Pitt movie? Uh, the one where he is an assassin, and basically it ends with, you know, this is America, pay me. <laughs> and I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that's it. That, that's the coal. And even though that's part of the like evil nature of capitalism and, re- and everything, if you're contributing, if you're actually generating content, like y- at a certain degree, you should be paid. Final scene of killing me softly. Yeah. Killing me softly. There we go. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. Wow. I got to see that. I don't know what you're showing. There it is. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> wow, that was Killing quick. them softly. Killing yeah. them softly. Yeah. It is a weird movie, and uh, I didn't quite like it at first, but I think over over time that has resonated yeah. more and more. I can't play it because I will get in trouble. Do you ever play clips yep. on yeah. a slash film? Or do you, no. Yeah, no, you no, can't, not right? at all. I mean, <laughs> No, no, no. Well, like, uh, you know, uh, within fair use, you can play a clip and comment on it. So I think that's fine. But the li- doing it live is like, and doing it on YouTube, we never do it on YouTube because like those DMCA notices come in so yeah. quick. Yeah. Too bad because if it weren't for the DMCA, I could play this parody of Childish Gambino mashed up with Killing Them <laughs> Softly called This Is America, So Call Me Maybe. But I, I guess I won't. That's two different things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, mix. It's a mashup. It's a mashup. It's, uh, a mashup. it's America. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I uh, part of this is stimulated by the fact that Twitter, which has been a success in the minds of the tech industry and tech pundits and journalists. Uh, the rest of America doesn't even know what it is, but but uh, is tr- desperately trying to figure out how to make money, and apparently ads is not it. Um, they need a, a model, right? Isn't that, is that kind sure. of what this is? Yeah, they need a better growth. I mean, it, it has to have a better growth trajectory. I mean, they're kind of flat. Their growth is flat. They're, you, you know, because it's like the Twitterati is a certain group of people. It's not America at large. It's no, it's not. It's yeah. not. Uh, even mm-hmm. though, even though, what happens on Twitter becomes national and international news. Thanks to that, our former which, president. Yes. Right. And even before then, uh, quite mm-hmm. honestly, before he got on and now he's gone, it, it still it still happens. But I think that it has given it sort of this outsized reputation as if it is some representation yeah. of the broader of broader America. And it's simply it's simply not. And Facebook is a better representation of of people everywhere. I mean, you look at yeah. almost three billion people use yeah. it and about what monthly three hundred and eleven million people, something like that with Twitter. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a gross mismatch, and yet I think you're right. In fact, for a long time, it's stopped now. But for a long time, you'd watch shows like American Idol, and they'd have a little bird, blue bird, and they'd say, you know, uh, Twitter was very much part of that. That seems to have kind of stopped. I don't see that as much as I used to. Um, but Facebook's definitely still a part of the American psyche for sure. Um, I, it's going to be interesting. I'm not rooting against Twitter. I, I have a very mixed feelings about Twitter. I think it's it it it's uh, value in our society has been highly overvalued by the fact that the media uses it, and anything that happens on Twitter is considered news. 
Mm. Uh, and for me, it looks like, well, that's just the outrage of the moment on Twitter constantly. Sure. And I think yeah, it's really right. fostered that kind of dialogue. Uh, gotcha journalism, outrages. Uh, I think the smallest thing gets blown up to the biggest thing on Twitter. And then suddenly it's a big story in our world. And uh, mm-hmm. I, right. don't, I don't think that's Which is fair. why Twitter added you know, context to some of their trends because right. – you know, without context, people are just like, oh, you know, someone died or something like they had no idea what the words meant. It's really true. Twitter's, when you see Twitter's a person's tried. name in trending, yes. you yes. know he's dead, right? So it's like, oh, my God, who died? Denzel Washington get Jeff, right? Yeah. You see Denzel Washington do the, you know, like, oh, I'm so glad it wasn't that that person was dead. Mm-hmm. But by the way, you know, I should say that I, I think I mentioned before, Twitter remains my favorite social media platform uh, because it's the one place where I feel like I can sort of create a reflection of of my psyche of my mind the way mm-hmm. my mind mm-hmm. works you, it's, you, it's always i, I get the feeling way. you feel the same way shira and they feel the same way devendra i mean you, you're yes both yes. of you use twitter yeah a lot i feel like it's been the easiest most seamless plat, uh social platform to continue doing like i feel like i have no mm-hmm. energy drain around twitter because they're not changing every moment it's like every yeah. six months <laughs> it's a new way of doing it or using it and so, like, for me, it feels like the best energy exchange social network. Like, I'm most at peace with Twitter, mm-hmm. even though it could be annoying, as you said, for some things like trolling or for obviously there's misinformation on every platform. But I feel like you can grow your brand the most uh, on Twitter. Really? Like, mm-hmm. It's not. Well, I feel like that... it's the easiest way to grow it. Interesting. If you're clear about what you do and who you are, and it's so easy to connect with people on it. Right. I just feel like with, yeah. It, yeah. with Instagram and YouTube, they made it so hard, and even Facebook. Agreed, Devendra? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, totally agree. Uh, for me, I think I've mentioned this before on Twitter, like, you know, my fascination with the internet started when I hit up, you know, AOL in the mid-90s and yeah. Prodigy and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like all this information from all over the world. And I could talk with all these people and it's also seamless and it's right there in front of me. And Twitter to me is the best representation of that idea of like all the information in the world, sort of like, you know, the characters in the matrix just falling down in front of you. And it is overwhelming. It can be too much. And I think things can get overblown, but as, as a representation of the power of the internet um, and the value of getting so much information out there, I think it's genuinely the best social network. Facebook kind of does it too, but gets bogged down in the interconnectedness and, and a lot of different things. Like just for me and the way I use the internet, Twitter is the best. I'm surprised they're not focusing more on the people like us who really love it and would pay. I would gladly pay for some more features, uh, better software. I don't know why TweetDeck is still such a piece of crap. Um, But we would pay for that too. That's like money waiting for them if they ever decide to pick it up. And what about... Pay for editable tweets. Mm -hmm. And what about the last big thing Twitter announced, Fleets? Is that... (laughs) Which looks to me just like Instagram stories, which was a copy of Snapchat stories, is... Yeah. Nothing. That's not going. And now they're turning that into spaces... Which is a copy of Clubhouse, which is the current hotness, of, at least in Silicon Valley. I, Clubhouse is still invite only. Uh, that's yeah. that's an audio only chat room that you can listen in on, which yeah. feels very retro when I describe which is, it. I <laughs> powered entirely by hype, I'd say. Like I don't know powered what happens to Clubhouse hype. when it yeah. yeah when it's less exclusive when everybody can go on there. there. It's not a small social network right now, but. It is, you know, I don't know what the value is beyond uh, you being part of the special thing and occasionally Elon Musk shows up. 
Well, that's yeah, pretty good. I, mean, I think that's yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not pretty bad. cool. Mark Zuckerberg, oh, Bill, Bill Gates, Bill yeah. Gates, yeah. There's all these people who've walked into these rooms that that I find remarkable. Also, it's Paul Paul Davidson. Davidson's one of the people who founded it. Was original Highlight mm-hmm. founder. Another yeah. sort of oh, South yeah. by Highlight Southwest. Was the same uh, idea. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of, well, yeah. that was that mm-hmm. was you know sort of near me technology, right. but it was very very hyped um, until people realized it was also a little creepy. Uh, and yeah, and so this is yeah. his, his next truly big thing. I mean, bigger, the biggest thing he's done yeah. since then, but, uh, I don't know. This feels like it might have more staying power. You're right. This is some- exactly the kind of thing that would have gone big at, at South by <laughs> like everybody's oh on clubhouse. Gosh. It's like yeah. meerkat. Didn't that happen with the meerkat? Everything. Oh, every- yeah. That, you couldn't, you couldn't go five feet in Austin without somebody saying, I'm streaming in America. We had a guy, we, had, why a, would you we had an employee. We, had a, we finally had to put up a sign that says, Jeff, stop meerkatting. <laughs> stop. <laughs> but, Just stop. Uh, but what would you do if South by was around and then you're also on Clubhouse? Like you're seeing people in person. You're like, join our Clubhouse mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I guess God. you might have yeah. a, Clubhouse maybe you would Inception. have like a room like where we are, like the hot spots. And so everyone yeah. would be like on it See? to find out where everyone is. See, your There's mind's working. You're it. already working it. You're already figuring it out. And you won't be able to hear anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you won't be able, able to hear like, anybody. Yeah, you wouldn't hear anything. Yeah. Actually, I think I think Clubhouse would work as sort of an after hours thing. So after oh, everybody's yeah. done, yeah. they done parts, then they go back to the rooms and then they all write. Everybody joins together in the middle of the night. I'm so tired, man. I'm so hungover. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> they rebuilt those conference uh, call services from the mid nineties. That's what it is. Remember, like, yeah, that's, exactly all it is. It is. Yeah. that's all it is. It's everybody with the same crappy audio quality, and it's just like, and now, yeah, and it's, I, it's so I'm successful that Mark mm-hmm. Cuban has announced a clone, uh, Fireside. Uh, yeah. Twitter's got <laughs> Spaces, yeah. a, basically a clone, right? Well, do you do you think that this would have had any chance if it weren't for the pandemic? I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that we can't get exactly. together in person yeah. seems like it's just the perfect accelerant for Clubhouse. I mean, we're like suddenly we're back in the room again, but we're, you know, with dozens of people or more, but we're safe. This is it's also mm-hmm. like OnlyFans in this in this regard. And what was that? What's the one where you pay somebody to do a sh- short message? For cameo. 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 Yes. Yeah. Cameo. The problem is all the movie stars aren't working. <laughs> so they're just sitting around. <laughs> So, you know, suddenly Jared Leto can wander into Clubhouse because he's not working. True. It's easier to get them as guests. Yeah. So I think we are already Mm -hmm. moving into the audio space, as we all know, through podcasting. uh, And I feel like there was going to be this merger of the live streaming and the podcasting. And this was it. And also radio. Right. And with Spotify getting into like possibly live audio, I feel like it was going to happen. And then it got accelerated because of the pandemic. Who could have predicted that? I just never would have thought. (laughs) I guess maybe I'm just a little jealous because I've been doing all this for so long. (laughs) (laughs) So how I want to know, like Leo, like someone like you, are you going to play in Clubhouse with your brand? Or is it just like, okay, this is another thing that happens outside of it and it is what it is. Justine was on a few weeks ago, sent me an invite. Um, and I went in there and I go, you know, every time I'm sitting around playing Animal Crossing, have I mentioned that's my uh, new game? Uh, I feel like I'm wasting so much time. I should do something. So I'll fire up Clubhouse and see if there's something I can listen to. But I've never, I, I haven't really said anything in there. I'm too shy to say anything in there. I don't know. It's a, no. yeah. yeah. Well, it is, it is kind of demoralizing if you set up a room and no one comes in. Oh God. Exactly. Like, exactly. Then you stand around virtually. How embarrassing. Like, okay, then. <laughs> 
Anybody want to come on the stage? Come on, you come on the stage. Pretty much. It is. Yeah. And you see people. It is everything bad. People jump in and then jump out. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah. Oh, I've wondered that because I do that all the time. You can see me do that. Yeah. Ooh. You see you come up. Yeah. And you come in the audience. Yeah, nice. so I had, I've seen you do I that. Like, <laughs> Leo yeah. Laporte's in here. No, he's gone. I've done that, though. I'll see someone that's like my friend or someone I haven't seen hysterical. in a while. I'll be like, MG Siegler. Oh, my God. Oh, there. MG. Oh, he's gone. He's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. You only get 500 words from MG and he's gone. <laughs> uh, right. It's really interesting to watch the ferment around this. You're right. I think I didn't even think of that, but a lot of this probably is because of the quarantine. We're just bored. We're just so bored, bored to tears. Yeah. So what happens? I mean, let's best case scenario. People are getting vaccinated. It's starting to speed up. You know, I mean, everybody says, "Oh, don't get, oh, don't, don't take it. Take, you know, where it's go. We got variants. We got mutants. You don't know what's going." But you know what? It's by the summertime. 99% it's just going to be back to normal. We'll all be a little gun shy, but we're, we can't wait to get out in the real world. Does all this stuff just go down the toilet? And Oh, most definitely. I hope so. That's a, that's a good <laughs> question. Yeah. I don't, I don't think know. So. I don't know if Clubhouse can yeah. survive this. You think the, it survives, uh, Shira? World? Not at the level. I mean, because you either mm-hmm. need to be, and I'm not like, I'm sorry to say this, but like you need to be single, unemployed, there's and to really spend childless. hours there. Like, I don't get people spend like six hours a day yeah. there on Clubhouse. Yeah. I think that we'll still be using it, but it will be like, yeah, if people are walking outside or at the park, they'll have, just like they were catching up on their podcasts, they're going to be on Clubhouse perhaps. Yeah. On my, right? on my yeah. group conference call, I, mm, uh, it is everything bad about, do like, first of all, uh, throwing a party and hoping, you know, uh, the anxiety of people may not show up, but yeah. also... The idea of going into a room being like, should I go here? Is this a private conversation? Am I mm. intruding on what these people are doing? Like it is all these levels of social anxiety <laughs> that I go through right. when I just like open up Clubhouse. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll stick around. It's a very interesting world we live in. That is for sure. Uh, and it, yeah, I can't wait to see. I'm really fascinated by what's going to happen when it, when this is over, like mm-hmm. like is it going to be the roaring twenty? We talked about this before. Is it going to be the roaring twenties yeah. where it's just oh, like, yeah. Bleh! Oh, I, or yes. are people going to be gun shy <laughs> and yes. PTSD and walking around with I'm masks? And, uh, yeah. Should I exactly. shake your hand or yeah. fist bump? I don't know what what's it going to be like. And by oh, the way, God. every company, Salesforce just did it. Spotify did it. it. Says you don't have to come back to work. You're fine. Yeah. Stay home. I, I think that somebody's going to develop an app where you can set up hug fests. Like basically, yes. you're going to register. You can say, I've yes. been vaccinated. Yes. Let's meet at this spot, this public spot, oh and gonna, everybody's going to hug. Touch and this me, is like, it's like, right. It's like people are literally going to be desperate for physical contact, but they're going to have to be smart about it. So they're going to use an app to schedule it and ensure they're doing it safely. <laughs> but I swear this is going to happen. And by the way, if anybody creates this app, they better talk. Aren't there, weren't there cuddle parties before this? That I don't want. <laughs> and also the, uh, Maybe that's uh, just yeah. a mailing list I'm on. I'm it's sorry. Something I else. <laughs> something else. 
He could be a return of the uh, the hug, the free hugs, free hugs, that hug guy, up. Yeah. yeah, hug guy, yeah. Yeah. right, sure, free hugs. That's well, always you know, we gotta monetize that. The hugs. Strikes Don't me as a little away. creepy, don't Wait, you think? No free hugs. <laughs> I mean, it's nice. Do you do you notice that you're very like I I feel like the my partner I'm with right now I'm just like so desperately needing like closeness at different points because I'm nonstop on my computer on Zoom. I don't see people. So when I'm yeah. with him, I'm just like, oh, I'm yes. a human. I have noticed right? that actually. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. My poor so wife. Away. My poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice. It's probably what we should be doing so with our partners. They said there would be a baby boom from the quarantine. I don't know if mm-hmm. there was one. I mean, I know was. several people within my family that, okay. yes. The, the harder oh, ones are having are a baby wow, boom. They're okay. coming. Okay. They're coming. I have a two-year-old right now, so talk about being close to just a human all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard there's going to be a decrease because of just Mm. like people losing their jobs and money and everything, and we saw the first dip in the world population or in yeah having babies or something. Yeah, there there is that too. Yeah, and also just everybody who wants to travel, do you do it before the babies? You know, because it's so much harder. My daughter just said, "I'm never, I'm never bringing a child into this world." She said that that would be irresponsible to bring a child. And I think a lot of people, and that is like the thing we're getting, like the children of men sort of syndrome into. into this idea um there's a great movie the great uh ethan hawk movie first reformed uh check it out because that is the moral thrust of that movie the world is falling apart um we're killing the environment why should what is the moral responsibility of bringing a child into this world Mm. it's getting harder and harder every day to justify that yeah so here's the uh here's the story thanks to the chat room baby bust America's pandemic birth declines steeper than initially believed. Some European countries with stronger social safety nets saw gains. So that tells you you're exactly right. It's economic insecurity. Uh, It's food insecurity. People saying, I'm not having a baby now. Right. Mm -hmm. Florida down. It's hard to have a kid in America. Florida down year to year. 9.3%. Arizona down 8.7%. Ohio down 8.4%. Baby bust. That's a significant mm. drop. We're going yeah. to turn to Japan yeah. with an aging an aging population. They better build us robots. I'm not going to have <laughs> the kids to take care <laughs> of us. We're working as fast <laughs> as we can, Lance. Okay, just be patient. We're getting, <laughs> we got the dogs to handle now. It's just a question of human beings. Uh, well, there you go. Twitter, I, you know, it's funny because uh, we've watched Twitter change over the years. They still mm-hmm. seem to be chasing... Um, active users they still seem to be chasing money monetizing uh they're constantly coming up with new stuff i feel like some yeah. somewhat i feel like and i've heard people say this jack dorsey the ceo is kind of a part-time ceo and right. you know he kind of comes in and says uh let's do that and then leaves <laughs> it's a side hustle it's a side hustle, <laughs> right, right. Side hustle. i work here I mean, from five to nine <laughs> Literally, and yeah. go on a silent when retreat for two weeks and not yeah. talk to right, anybody. Like, yeah. yeah, when he's not living in a yurt. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Weaving his beard. Let's see. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. weave that beard. I, you could make quite a nice blanket out of that beard. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we've noticed, especially like just having covered Twitter in many different ways, I don't know how many Twitter people actually use Twitter. And that's the thing. Like they have a fundamentally different oh, idea of level. what the network can be what? compared to really? us actually who are there constantly mm. swinging, you know, reloading our feeds every day. They they don't they don't yeah. they don't have any affinity for people who actually use their platform. Yeah. Which is why as a power Twitter user it's like why why this tweet deck what happened to tweet no, deck? No, that kind you of explains it. In- yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. They can, and then they, they also they, go ahead. They sometimes don't seem to want to play to that audience. Like yes, Devendra yeah. and I and Sherry, you know, we're that we're that hardcore audience, but. Over the years, all I've talked about is making uh, Twitter more accessible to people who are not into Twitter. So, mm-hmm. well, that's know, where the growth tweet deck is right, and tweet deck is a side is a side thing to them. They've never, they've always yeah, sort yeah. of deprecated. They it. bought I it. Mean, I had and never did anything. Yeah. 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 yeah, because they didn't kill it, which had been my original concern. But right. they're not going to throw lots of money into it because they can't spend all their time on the power users when. As you said, growth remains oh, so important. And by the way, growth is not simply a matter of adding people. Any service mm-hmm. has incredible churn. The churn means you are constantly losing people. And they yeah. lose people. They have to clear out bots. So, you know, it's like this roller coaster ride for them. You know, dip down, they got to push back up harder. Dip down, push back up harder. So, you know, it's a very difficult thing to grow uh, they don't, you know, they're not marching into countries and then suddenly just growing like the next big thing. And somehow fa- Facebook, you know, keeps marching through the world and making sure that people are connected so they can continue to grow at that scale. That's simply not possible for Twitter at this point. Mm-hmm. Also, because they haven't looked at themselves like that. I feel like they never had that Mark Zuckerberg way of looking at their business. Well, but it was they, like democratization. No. I think they wanted more peace and love. Like, I don't know. They just didn't <laughs> want to capitalize on it the way. But like, they have to understand Mark Zuckerberg did. The, the reason the thing that makes Twitter appealing is the is these power users like you guys that are putting content on it. I mean, without. Well, that's the problem is because monetization. So like right. what's trending my company was uh-huh. monetizing on video and just like their monetization is just so, yeah, like for a company like that, we've gotten kicked out of the program so many times. Like we're brought in the program and then we have one video that someone monetizes when it shouldn't be. And they're like, you're out. And you're like, what? that doesn't make sense for someone who's creating all the time. Like it's just so, and then even with, if you you were doing paid on Twitter, you literally email someone like, (laughs) uh, like that their manager said that I could do paid on their tweets. Like that's how janky the program is. It's pretty janky. Yeah. I don't think people know how janky the back end is at Twitter. It's very much like uh, very ad hoc. Uh, then there's YouTube, which is a powerhouse, right? Yeah. YouTube seems to know what it's doing. Is is your experience with YouTube better, Shira? I mean, no, like like YouTube took out their social functionality years ago. Like when I started before What's Trending, I started this thing called Partners Project. And we were interviewing YouTube stars. The reason why we grew is because if we covered someone, if they liked it and commented on the video, it would appear in their feed. Oh, YouTube took that out. Yeah, that's and after gone. that, there was no social mm-hmm. element to it. There was no way for a, someone to discover the content unless they tweeted it or inst- Instagrammed it. So I would have to be on another platform to promote it, which would defeat the purpose. Like, why would you then push your your social uh, is the that, talent, the influencers off the platform. Is that something it. TikTok got right? It's something TikTok did, right? And got right. Yeah, that seems like it. Right? Yeah, that you can um, like and comment and then it appears in the feed. You could you could see what people are liking. Yeah, I mean. But also encouraging people to do uh, it's, it's remixes duet. and duets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The stitching yeah. and stuff like that, the duets. That's pretty amazing. That's, that's been just, brilliant. That's honestly, that's brilliant. And I, I don't even know why YouTube hasn't uh, generated something like that because that would be amazing. Uh, but it also works better for shorter video. It's harder when you've got something like a five to ten minute video. But yeah. Uh, well, TikTok ironically, YouTube is creating a TikTok-like short video platform, right? So, yes, <laughs> uh, clearly but they all see. All they had to do, 
is say, <laughs> say I collaborated with someone. They had it. And mm -hmm. I put part one and part two on theirs, and yeah. we could both. It's like the views go to both, yeah. and it doesn't feel like it's two right. different sources. And then we're both monetizing, we're sharing the monetization. That could have been like the modern day collaboration, right? There was just so many things, and even just keeping the like and the comment button where my feed would see what I'm liking and commenting on, then it would be a great way for discovery. They just, it just, yeah, that it doesn't make sense. You yep. wrote a piece, Lance, uh, a couple of days ago on uh, Medium. The secret to TikTok success is there is no secret. Everybody <laughs> has a theory about how to become TikTok famous. But yeah. really, it's yeah. uh, serendipity. It's the algorithm. It's just, I mean, who thought mm -hmm. longboarding down the street to Fleetwood Mac's dreams drinking cranberry juice would make you a TikTok star? I I yeah. know. It's yeah. inc it's incredible what the what, what happens there in that in. So much time is spent on TikTok. People trying to figure out the secret. Is there no secret? What's going? And it's there really, easy. It really isn't. But it's yeah. Well, if you read well, wait a minute. Devendra yeah. says uh, there is a secret. What's the secret? no, no, no. Okay. I, I mean that the secret is, and I, I like your article, Lance. But the secret is basically it's it's easy. You don't have to do anything really. Oh, to the platform is. And oh, no, no, no. There's no secret to how well designed the yeah. platform is. Just like we yeah. just talked about the duets, yeah. the sharing, right. the how easy it is to create a TikTok. All of that is why so many people post. And of course, the mm -hmm. brilliant thing is you create a platform that encourages and makes it easy to create. You get millions of people submitting videos. Then you let the algorithm pick the hits. And it's a good it's, algorithm. It's profit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, so that's right. clear. And, and, we know that works. But but what, how do you become that person? I don't know. But that's the question, right? And that's because I have believe me, I've been talking about TikTok for years now, <laughs> and I and I understand why it's successful. What I think is hard, and I'm somebody who's on TikTok and terrible, terrible, terrible at it, but um, I spend a lot of time watching TikToks and seeing how people are trying to tease apart Game the algorithm system, yeah. mm -hmm. tease apart mm -hmm. you know the right it's this it's that sometimes it's it's weird things and sometimes mm -hmm. it's super specific yeah, who would have thought sound, setting snowballs text. on fire would be huge on tiktok right you don't you know it's that you don't know you know it's everything the things that work on tiktok are the aha moments you know what's you know? the best well, part like, is these celebrities who come on tiktok and it's <laughs> <laughs> well, no, right? not necessarily. Um, no, they are. Right, so the thing who's a TikTok, hit? Who? What celebrity's a hit on TikTok? Will Smith. I feel like I always Will see a celebrity nah. that. Mm -hmm. So, all right, here's the thing. So, I was on Musically before it was TikTok. So, right. I blew up on Musically. I was an early adopter user. Then TikTok came around, and because I was putting so much effort in Musically, I had to start figuring out something else because I wasn't monetizing. Right. Yeah. And so I took like a year. Not off, but then, of course, as I took the year off, TikTok blew up. And now I have like 600,000 followers. Oh, that you brought with yet, you like, from Musical.ly. I can't even like, you know, and every few months, Shira, like, it feels like it gets harder and harder. You got to start hearing? singing into the hairbrush again. Oh, yeah. That's what worked. That's what worked. It's so funny. Well, like even or you would think that clickbaity stuff like oh i'm in my bikini sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't right uh, i think it's like the more shots you take the more mm -hmm. possibility you can get in the Actually, algorithm i like that because yeah. i've always felt like instagram's easy if you wear a bikini 
but no, seriously, like, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I mean, I yeah. do get more, listen, sure. I do get more likes when I show something like this and where when I dance yeah. around and you can see stuff like that's the reality. I'm not going to, where would that <laughs> be? My, what my, part my, of uh, what is that on yeah. Instagram? Is that on TikTok? Where is that? At Cheryl Lazar. Okay. Thank you. No, but I take a lot of my TikToks <laughs> and I put it on my Instagram. So the thing is, so listen, like, so Lisa now won't let me follow a, you, Shira. She says it's too sexy. <laughs> I, no. So this is the thing. TikTok if I wear my yoga program. pants on TikTok, you think that would be uh, uh, no? Oh, I mean, if that's your brand. <laughs> no, it's not yeah, my brand. It's yours. It's so not my brand. I find the things that do well for me on TikTok are like the like I I could make cat sounds and like I, I yes. had a cat, like and then out of nowhere that got more views than my other ones, which were like really thoughtful, serious posts. Don't, so is that, that a good thing? Yeah, I think that's a good thing. It's not a good thing for you because, or mm -hmm. any creator because you can't figure it out. But I think it's a good thing for the platform. But once you do, yeah. you start then do, doubling down on those things that work. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? That's, that's, like the, that's, that's, that's the key it. thing. Yeah, that's the key thing. And that's, I mean, that's one point that I made in the article is ultimately it's sort of this consistency thing. You, you have something yeah. that works and you're really hyper consistent on it and consistent on the quality. Like there's a set of guys I'm sure you Like Marquez Sarah. Brownlee, for instance. Right, right. Exactly. It's, it's all about quality. He doesn't even do that many videos, but his standard is oh so God, high. So yeah. They're so good. There's a guy. Casey Neistat. Guys on same thing, right? Just mm -hmm. brilliant yeah, editor. Although, yeah. Yeah. And, and, He's and a break. I mean, those guys are taking a break. Really different types. Wait a minute. Now, what's happening to Casey? <laughs> Casey has been on a break. Is he I mean, taking like, a break he... again? No, I mean he's not on YouTube as much as he used to. He I mean, burned he's out. Just That's like, what oh, happened. Back. He was yeah, doing he was so just much. like, I want to spend time with my family, and like, and he yeah. posts, but it's not like he does it in the same way. Right. right. Okay. Sorry. Right. Go yeah. ahead, Lance. But I I got I shocked when say, I heard but that. But if I... you got if you, there's a couple of guys on TikTok who their whole thing is they take somebody's questionable or sort of like uh, you know like something that they've done. They say you'll be amazed. This works, and they actually say, does it work? Like every yeah. single TikTok is, does this work? Right. And that works. You know, they've actually they've really found a way of digging into the platform in a way that feels really, you know, intrinsic to it and built their yeah. own brand on top of it. But you have to be it's going back to mm -hmm. what we were saying at the beginning of this whole talk is that, you know, you have to have this level of commitment. You have to work really hard at it. You have to do it multiple times, you know, a week or a day. Um, and you also have to put up with the fact that often you are going to fail. Yeah. Mm hmm. It feels like it's a part-time job or full-time job. And then I would say with the celebrities, I mean, I think some celebrities just join it. And there are some that TikTok knows are joining, right? They've been trying to get them on for your, the past year. And then they join yeah. and they, they kind of like give them a little boost or discovery. Like, well, if I, I know that's happening. If I go to the, Washington front, Post, if yeah, I go to the front page yeah. of TikTok, suggested accounts, Gordon Ramsay, Will Smith, I'm Kevin Hart, Selena Gomez, I mean, hello, Snoop Dogg, exactly. Jason Derulo, all over it. <laughs> and yet I have a oh feeling. Oh my God, Jason Derulo is everywhere. But are those really, uh, I'm sure they're getting paid yeah. by the management company. I don't know, right? who knows, they might be. But also it's like, they because they're getting suggested, they know they're going to blow up there. So they know they're like ahead of it on those platforms. But I would and, say that so like, those guys, Will Smith and Derulo, like a really good examples of people who understand yeah. the platform and use mm -hmm. it in a way that makes sense. And you can yeah. see the difference how some people get on and they're like, I, I barely know what I'm doing here. Yeah. 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 I'm looking totally. at uh, Will Smith's TikToks, 13.3 million, 7 million, 4.2 million, 38. good people around him. Like his YouTube channel yeah. is also fantastic. So yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. So you hire smart. somebody, you hire a young person. Yeah. He has a team. Yeah. He's like, they figured it <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, by the way, if you're a young person and you're trying to find fame and fortune, don't do it yourself. 
just uh-huh. sell yourself as hey, I'm a young person. I understand how this works. It's true. I'm a young person. I know, I know how it works. You get yeah. a job with Jason Derulo or somebody, and uh, yeah. Yes. All right, let's take a break. Take I've been having job. too much fun, and I've skipped <laughs> way past break Uh-oh. time. Uh oh. Uh, our show today brought to you by Extra Hop. Extra Hop. We were talking about the solar winds attack. I'm gonna actually, when we come back, I want to talk about. There's a funny story with that. This sunburst attack scared the bejesus out of big companies, governments, little companies. This is a wake up call, frankly, <clears throat> because you know it was using a trusted service. Uh, it was a supply chain attack. How do you prepare? Cyber attacks are getting more advanced, harder to detect. And frankly, the most advanced threat actors are the ones already inside the environment. The APTs, they've been there for a long time without our knowledge. Or they're the, the trusted providers who are, you know, we give them complete access because, well, that's our security software. But the problem is when cyber criminals get past your defenses, they're in. You need a way to detect them and respond to them. And the old model of just putting up a big wall is not enough. Extra Hop Reveal X. This is an amazing solution that shows you not just where intruders are going, but where they've been. You know, when a bad guy gets in your network, they spend a lot of time trying to cover up their traces. They can't with Extra Hop. You can investigate incidents and prevent them from turning into full-blown breaches. The question every security team has to answer every day is, are we are we okay? Have we been compromised? Extra Hop Reveal X makes it super simple to answer that question. You've got 90 days of record look back, complete network visibility across the data center, but not just in your on-prem data center, but in the cloud, even all the way to the device edge, which allows security teams to get to real answers in seconds. In a post-compromise world, your greatest chance of stopping advanced threats is with ExtraHop Network Detection and Response, NDR. You want to know more? See this website. If you're watching the video, you do extrahop.com slash twit if you're not. You can see the demo. You can see what it can do. You could try it for yourself. Learn how ExtraHop stops breaches 84% faster and explore this interactive demo. I think once you try it, once you see, you're going to want this on your desktop. Every network needs ExtraHop. ExtraHop.com slash twit. ExtraHop.com slash twit. We had a very fun week this week on um, the network. We're going to have a great fu- time next week. I'll tell you what's coming up next week. But before we do that, let's look back. This is a little... Uh, video we made for you. Enjoy. Kellogg's has an offer right now where if you buy a participating product, they will give you a 14 or 30 day Xbox Game Pass Ultimate code. Pop-Tarts, Pringles and Cheez-Its, right? This is the holy trinity of stuff you should never be sticking in your body. <laughs> Just don't do this, folks. My tip is... You tip can is play not Xbox. to do this. <laughs> Previously on Twit. This week in Google. Biden signs executive order to address chip shortage through a review to strengthen supply chains. For those of you who are not just riveted by the chip industry, there has been a huge shortage of semiconductors. People actually can't make cars right now because they don't have enough. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Hands-on tech. This week, I'm actually able to take a look at this camera right here, the Sony A7C. Ooh, boy. Have quite a bit to say about this camera. Windows Weekly. The stupidest folder in all of Windows is going to be removed in the future. And that folder is 3D objects. (laughs) They finally give it up. I've always like, why on earth? 
That dates yeah, back to when I, they were going to use HoloLens for consumer well, stuff. Well, like, so, you see, we did have breaking news at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Twit. You guys were screwing around with this nonsense about the Federal Reserve, and I was looking at the important issues of the day. The stupidest folder anyone does. Actually, I'm going to come back with Mary Jo and Paul, of course, Wednesday of this week for Windows Weekly. But Tuesday, Mary Jo gave me a little insight. She said you should abs- – we weren't going to do it, but she said you should absolutely stream the Satya Nadella uh, keynote from Ignite Part 2. That's 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 uh, Eastern Time this coming Tuesday. I will be here we expect because Alex Kipman is really the keynoter. Uh, Nadella, the CEO, is going to introduce Kipman. Kipman's responsible for HoloLens. And uh, I'm starting to get, hear the rumor mill that there's going to be a big HoloLens announcement or some sort of big Ooh. AR, mixed reality VR. This is, this is, we keep hoping that somebody's going to come up with something that, that lives up to the hype for AR and mixed reality. The HoloLens, yeah, I don't think it's quite it. We'll see. That's uh, Tuesday on Twit. We'll be streaming that live. Um, okay, now what? We did Twitter. <laughs> we, we haven't. We did Clubhouse. We did TikTok. Let's talk about uh, the solar solar winds hack. There's really only one hysterical story. Uh, Ex CEO of Solar Winds testifying uh, in front of Congress. Uh, it turns out that. And I don't know if this was the whole story behind the solar winds hack, but it was a big part of it. Back in 2017, for reasons unknown, they let an intern set the password for their GitHub repository for all the source code for their updates. Yeah. In 2017, the intern set the password solar winds one two three, which, to paraphrase Spaceballs. Might be a good password for your luggage, but not for your update for your update facility. The worst part is it had to have been used by employees and passed around for years. It wasn't quote discovered till twenty nineteen. No, God. Katie Porter, representative Katie Porter says, "I've got a stronger password than SolarWinds one two three to stop my kids from watching too much YouTube on their iPad. You're supposed to be preventing the Russians from reading Defense Department emails." What's the story? Um, Microsoft has been very involved in this. Brad Smith, president of Microsoft, testified as well, saying no evidence the Pentagon was actually affected by the Russian spying campaign. Well, I'm not sure what that means. Affected. Yeah. Sounds like a weasel word. Um, they got in. They didn't launch any missiles, so I guess it's okay. They don't know. They don't know. And furthermore, they don't know what will happen in future because they haven't eliminated these people. Um, anyway. Rashida Tlaib <laughs> confronted former SolarWinds CEO Kevin Thompson. He said, it was a mistake. An intern made it. Don't blame me. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> wow. Verizon's now advising users on Twitter, if your battery life's not great, turn off 5G. <laughs> Devendra. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, I work for Verizon technically, so uh, okay, it's a good policy. Oh whatever, whatever the company says, I think is oh a good my idea. Gosh. But maybe five G was a questionable upgrade and, for a lot of folks, and mm, uh, mm, no comment, no further comment. You know, you know, there is a, the, the, to be fair, because there are fewer five G cells, right? There are fewer five G towers. Um, your your battery your phone will work harder it's if you're seeking. on five G mm-hmm. trying to it's right seeking. It's seeking and when it's seeking you're draining more battery so it's not necessarily the act of being on five G it could be the act yep. of garbage five G I for example yep. live in a garbage five G area where it's <laughs> is that the United States is that where you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can leave uh, honestly if I leave my house, which I almost never do. I can actually get some decent five G. Are you in a uh, city, Lance? Where are you? I'm out on Long Island, in on Long New York. Island. So if you went yeah. into Manhattan and you were on Fifth Avenue between 110th and 104th, you'd get great five G. Right, as long as I'm not standing next to like a big building oh, that's, that's right. blocking yeah. the direct line. <laughs> if you were so, 150 I mean, the line in the air. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing about 5G, that there are these these issues about just keeping connected to it. Once you have it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. getting it, keeping it and yeah. the stress it might put on the battery uh, for for your new phone, th- that that can be an issue. Yeah. E- even within New York, like I think uh, we in our tests and gadget, like we got good 5G at like Bryant Park, <laughs> maybe in some of the <laughs> like good. in nice the park the where bums are you have a lot of space. 5G. Yeah, yeah, open space, open yeah. space. You can see the antenna, but once you go into any street or anything, then it's like you're blocked. And this relies so much on line of sight. It is, uh, yeah, you got nothing beyond that. Like beyond most, 4G LTE. I mean, I see 5G on my phones, but most of the 5G sure. most people are getting is the low bands, uh, 800 or 700 megahertz 5G, not the ultra millimeter wave, super fast high G. And low band 5G is Right, Devinder, pretty much the same as LTE. It's a little it's faster. It's not much different. Yeah. 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 So, same. in you fact, have to pay for that a and you're paying for mm-hmm. it, and you had to get a, I mean, this, this iPhone cost exactly. more and had to have a special little window on the side so that the millimeter wave, which I will never in my life encounter, could get in. Um, so, it's not unreasonable for Verizon to say, this is actually, they don't say turn off 5G, they're not that dumb. <laughs> They say, are you noticing your battery life is draining faster than normal? This was on Twitter this morning. One way to help conserve battery life is to turn on LTE, which turns off 5G. But uh, keep 5G in your plan. Keeps 5G in your plan. You keep paying for it. Yeah, keep keep it there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Do you have 5G, Shira? Are you enjoying it? I don't. You don't I mean, I... I don't think so. I don't know. By the way, that is the universal reaction. Uh, I mean, I literally go back and forth between my Wi-Fi and LTE. Yeah, we're all on Wi-Fi. That's true. And when it's on 4G, even, it doesn't work. So I'm not on 5G. Jeez Louise. Um, I don't know if this is going to happen, but uh, a court has ordered in the epic Apple dispute... A court has ordered Steam, which is completely unrelated, to hand over aggregate historical sales, price, and other information on 436 games hosted on the Steam store on Apple. Yeah. Steam is like, Valve is like, make me. Why? Uh, a private company. I'd be furious. <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the U.S. Magistrate Judge Thomas Hickson, who's hearing the case, Ordered that Apple's Apple's asked for it. Ordered that Apple's subpoena for the data was valid. 
however, said, <laughs> I love this, and this is a direct quote, Apple has salted the earth with subpoenas. Tell, <laughs> and told Valve, don't worry, it's not just you. <laughs> right, we're going after everybody. They're going to get everybody. Yeah. They're probably yeah. coming yeah. after us. Tell us how many people listen to your show, Leo. Yeah, <clears throat> they want to prove that, uh, you know, that that this is how people make money with apps, right. that everybody's taking their cut, that it's <laughs> not just them, that, you know, when... Apple has put out lots of comparative tables that show you exactly everybody's sheet for how much they're charging for all of these things. And I think that that sort of that discovery, that shedding light on this is how Apple believes they win, that they say, you know, you're picking on us, but everybody's this doing is it. how the world works. And in fact, I think Valve charges 30 percent. Right. I think that's the, the standard rate. It is on uh, consoles. I don't know what Valve's cut is, but I'm sure that's why they're subpoenaing this. By the way, Apple's lawyer said, hey, we could have asked for data on all 30,000 games. We're just asking for 436. It's nothing. Valve says, we're a small company. We, gotta, we don't have time to do this. What are you, nuts? They would have to dedicate multiple employees working full time. This, this uh, epic uh, Apple battle has gotten uglier and uh, uglier. Uh, let's see. That was the Apple story. How about uh, the new Echo Show 10 with the rotating follow you camera? You get one of these uh, in your house there, uh, Devendra? Look at that. No. Follows I, you everywhere. <laughs> Follows you everywhere. It's really, uh, it's cool. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool and weird and creepy. Uh, we reviewed it. I believe it was Nicole Lee and Gadget. And she, you know, she, she found it kind of cool and useful, but also super creepy. Like, I don't. <laughs> we're surrounded by screens enough which i don't is, want it following which me which is creepier no this what i'm doing or yeah. the drone that, that amazon is uh, the oh, ring drone so i don't think that's ever coming out that's you know i haven't happened. seen it it was supposed to have, why yeah, yeah. Well, I was uh, lawsuits like I, that thing takes off when you don't expect it I and mean, wh yeah why <laughs> they said well it's really loud <laughs> we, we, yeah it couldn't sneak up on you oh thanks that's good um yeah. all right the echo show 10 is 200 Fifty dollars. Uh, I like the uh, which old isn't Echo bad show. for that level of hardware. Yeah, like that's yeah. a decent price. But, Ten point one yeah. inch screen. You need that feature. Uh, we it's use our Echo robot. in the kitchen. We watch you know mm -hmm. the Tonight Show monologue and stuff on it. It's great. I could see the mm -hmm. doorbell and you know see who's waiting at the door. Uh, okay, so there you there you go. There's that. It's a. It does. It is kind of like heightening Amazon's like level of surveillance, I guess, because yeah, now the camera can follow you. Pretty soon, it's gonna be on a rollerball like BB-8, you know, and running around after you in the house. So <laughs> it's getting creepier. Did Sony, don't, don't, didn't don't Sony make that robot? Yeah. They tried to sell. Yeah, that's true. They did make that. Yeah, follow you around yeah. the house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doesn't it work though? Then if someone's in there, like instead of you having it in the corner, and then they can go to places where the, you, they can't get it, you know, the camera, it'll yeah. just be like all when you're not there, it'll look yeah. all around. Well, <laughs> or you could just have a Facebook portal, which has a special camera that basically doesn't has move, this wide angle, but, doesn't but have it, to. it doesn't move at all. It doesn't yeah. have to because it mm -hmm. uses technology to cheat it and can focus in on different things in the room. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Mm -hmm. What um, if it's like for your a grandparent or someone you're dating someone from out of town and they want to like check in on you? <laughs> Oh, great. Let's meet no. the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. well, if you could look down on the floor to check that grandma hasn't taken a fall, then that's then useful yeah. for it. But grandma yeah, doesn't really you want go. you to have a camera in her house. I'm pretty sure uh, if you have a Roomba uh, I7 or S9 robot vacuum, you may have noticed it acting a little bit 
odd lately. Huh. Uh, the update for version 3.12.8 of the software is causing <laughs> people to say, Roomba, you're go, go home, you're drunk. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, their, their robot cleaner cleans in strange patterns, gets stuck in an empty oh area. Uh, doesn't that's, that's Roomba on a good day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually got these rid of my These are supposed to be Roomba, the most but... expensive ones. Yeah. 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 Uh, these are, we had, we had one of these, they're very expensive, but, uh, it drove me crazy. This is a time-lapse of the I-7, uh, attempting to return to clean base. You know, the Roomba is supposed to vacuum, uh, and it's supposed to vacuum in such a way that it gets every spot. And then before mm -hmm. it dies, go back to the charger. This is All what right. his Roomba was doing. This is a time-lapse, obviously. It's just, got, it's confusing. Are you guys taking over by ghosts no, no. the Russians, no. the Russian Oh, hat. I can't get They're to like, the base. Oh, this oh, explains a lot, actually. You know <laughs> I really yeah. appreciate this empty room, though. I got to say, most rooms are not like that. Yeah, no. It's the perfect yeah. room for Roomba. He cleaned up for the Roomba. Still couldn't get to the charger, though. In fact, <laughs> the, the battery died. Before, before. I just oh. kept doing that. Before. This is also a major mystery of what's happening in my house. So, yeah, thank you, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I've told the story before. Forgive me if you've heard it, but we had one of those fancy Roombas, and uh, it it was just a big. It would get up in the middle of the night. It would make its <laughs> da -da 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 -da. so that's oh, bad, God. and then it would start oh. vacuuming, and then it, invariably it would get stuck. It couldn't get under something, and it would start going boom, boom, oh, <laughs> boom, sound, yeah. boom, boom. So I would get up. It's three in the morning because we don't want the Roomba to do it when we're walking around. So I'd get up at three in the morning, take it, take, okay, little Roomba, put it back on its charger <laughs> next night. Da -da 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 -da! Boom, boom. So finally, the last. Wait, wait, wait. What? You scheduled it to run in the middle of the night, Leo? Yes, because otherwise there's yeah, people. You can't complain around. about it making yeah. noise. It's well, a vacuum cleaner. I would never do that. My Roomba yeah, gets that would freak stuck me out once, because I'd be like, what are you doing, Leo? Yeah. Well, do you don't want it when you're awake? It's going to hit I don't you. Know. You We're let it run it during the day. Stay out of the way. Yeah. yeah. When you go, when you leave <laughs> when the house. Work. You know, that's oh, the yeah, thing. leave. Yeah. Okay. Also, I, I, I Nobody would love leaves you to anymore. Your, the way you say that sound, Leo, to, to iRobot, I would love if my <laughs> iRobot. <laughs> <made> <laughs> yeah, the way you do it. That would be awesome. Finally, the last, about the fifth time that happened. I took it, yeah. instead of bringing it back to the charger, I brought it into the garage and I put it under the tire of Lisa's car. But she, she saw it before That's she so ran. Sad. Yeah, I felt, That's sad. I know. But Roomba's like, Roomba you sucks. programmed me to do this. I'm doing this because yeah. of you. Do -do 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 -do. Yeah. <laughs> this is robot abuse. It's robot side, wow. Roomba side. I almost why the uh, Matrix happened. I tried to kill yeah. my Where's Roomba. The PETA for robots is coming. <laughs> Uh oh! Is it? Is, I'm going to be the first on the on the wall when they come. Uh, okay, so we have Amazon's rotating camera. Not going to do that. Helicopter never going to be uh, released, which is too bad. I'm disappointed. We are going to see yeah. the helicopter Perseverance's helicopter fly on Mars mm -hmm. next week, right? Next week, I think. Oh, very exciting. Three, three weeks. Yeah. Okay, that's very exciting. Uh, also, by the way, making Linux the number one operating system on Mars, which is, I think... Wow. <laughs> I will never get tired of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've heard it before. Finally, Linux wins. <laughs> Linux wins. Yeah. Linux wins on Mars. <laughs> Facebook is considering face recognition in its upcoming smart glasses. This is, uh, according to Facebook Vice President Andrew Bosworth, they're evaluating... It's in our name. Are you surprised? Yeah. yeah. They're evaluating the legal and privacy issues around it. Mm-hmm. Ryan Mack mm -hmm. writing for BuzzFeed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's the uh, here's the uh, the quote: Face recognition 
might be the thorniest issue where the benefits are so clear and the risks are so clear and we don't know where to balance those things. Oh, come on, Bosworth, your Facebook. Just do it. <laughs> we think after destroying the U.S. democracy that we can really tackle this problem, this too. really good. We're really experienced Really, here. really yeah. good. It's a, it's a shame. I, mm. I really want a pair of glasses that tell me who I'm looking at. Like, I know. Tell me the name yeah, because I, I don't get names all the time. Yep. Uh, but too. I think Facebook may be the worst company to do it because of their reputation. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, Google yeah. was not a better company to do it, by the way. So maybe Apple. <laughs> Give me LinkedIn so glasses. Apple. LinkedIn. But Apple's That's already saying. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. They, they can't yeah, do anything just don't make it possible. They're so boring. LinkedIn doesn't make anything. Darn it. Yeah. They should, though. It's they a good should. idea. The LinkedIn glasses. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Microsoft has another shot at this, at all of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Did you stock Maybe up? that's what uh, they're announcing on Tuesday. <sighs> or a robotic vacuum that doesn't get drunk, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the da 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 it'll play the Windows startup sound. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, did you get it on the uh, GameStop uh, big uh, run up there? 100%? No. no. I, I nope. wish. Nope. I wish. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, this is funny because this is CNBC and they're trying to pretend it has something to do with actual news. Mm-hmm. GameStop announced its CFO will resign on March 26th. Oh, yeah, that's why the stock doubled. Please. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's what it was. Uh, had nothing to do with those those guys on Reddit. No. Actually, I guess the Reddit guys might have gotten excited because uh, he was being forced out by Ryan Cohen, who is the guy who's been pushing GameStop to go uh, online to be a a download company instead of a brick and mortar store. So maybe there is some maybe there's some legit there. Uh, There's also some evidence, according to Reuters, that bots hyped up GameStop on uh, on social media platforms. You don't say. Really? Yeah. 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 Not surprised. Mm. That's what's scary about these things. Like it's easy to game the system mm-hmm. if you really wanted to to create hype. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now with all these 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 retail investors who are on social media and on Reddit, it, the trigger is you know because it used to be hard to trade, like for average mm-hmm. people to trade. Then there's Robinhood, so, right? Right. Right. So now it's easy with an app like Robinhood, and I think there's like Public, there's a few others, and and so they see something. And they react, and we see that 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 huge hundred and sixty five percent jump in an afternoon. Yeah, the one of the other ones is WeBull, which is a Chinese company. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. Robinhood, uh, according to Bloomberg, is planning a confidential IPO filing as soon as next month. Big shot. Not so confidential anymore. No, <laughs> mm. <laughs> they don't really want it to be confidential, do they? Uh, no, I'm sure the investors are are you know going to jump on this one saying hey this is the time to get some money out of the market since uh, robin hood's in the in the news uh-huh. square uh, bought some bitcoin kind of a, i don't know if i if i support this uh this is in the uh, square uh financial uh statements their fourth quarter results they uh they bought 3,318 bitcoins <laughs> At a purchase price of one hundred. This is where Jack Dorsey is really paying attention. Oh like he's man, like Jack! Really on this Jack, part. this was Forget between Twitter. obviously between five and nine when Jack was over at Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, at fifty one thousand dollars, what is Bitcoin uh, right now? It's not that high. Uh oh. Uh oh. Let's see, forty five thousand. So, yeah, mm. but still insanely high. 
It's crazy. Yeah. yeah how much really is. how much I, Bitcoin do you have? It's zero. zero. No Bitcoin. And, you know, I swear, honestly, years ago when people were barely talking about it, somebody gave me the yeah. information, told me how to set up to start mining it. And I remember I started trying and my computer <laughs> basically you know, it had a heart attack. It couldn't do it. And, and I kind of just walked away. I was kind of like, you know, what's, who's, who's ever going to care about this anyway? This will never be worth it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Who knew? Um, you did a story, Devendra. I just, I forgot about this, mm-hmm. uh, on, uh, uh, cyberpunk and project mm-hmm. red. Yeah. It is a mess. What is going on at project red? They got hacked. See, I mean, they got hacked. They won't pay the ransomware. And then there was a follow-up story, basically, that after this news came out about the next major patch being delayed till March, um, apparently a lot of the folks at CD Projekt Red have been locked out of their work workstations. Oh my god! Because of that ransomware. So, oh my god! And they've decided not, not to pay. They're. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're not paying. I, I think of a lot of companies that they probably would do the same thing because you could still recover, but. This uh, and this like halt in productivity is going to be a big problem for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe they have backups uh, and it's going to take them a while and they're going to get everything back to normal and they'll get going. But that's going to slow everything else down. They need to use their computer first. So, yeah, Uh, I've heard so many bad things about this game. I haven't gotten far enough to see the bugs and the and the problems and logic and so forth. I was really excited about it. Is it not a good game? Have you been playing it? It's a. it depends on I guess it really depends on how you're playing it. I like I'm open lucky world. to be playing it. Yeah. I like open world games too, and I think it's been hyped up for so long. Um there are certainly like legit criticisms over how empty and dead this world feels <laughs> in this game, but I do think there's a lot of there's great writing in there. There's some really good missions. Like I had a lot of fun with it, but it's not the game I was hoping it would be after waiting so long for it. You it's know? not as open and dead as what was that space exploration game with the generated planets and there was like an infinite number of planets. Uh, no Man's Sky, which, no by the way, Sky. they flipped back around and is now apparently incredible. So oh, I'll have the to play it. to that have made it very good and welcoming. You can play it in VR now. Like, they sat down and focused on that game because that's all they had. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Cyberpunk. I hope it turns around. Yeah. You know, that's often the case. It, it, it's so hard to make these games and make them work and until you get them out, and uh, especially multiplayer games, until you get them out into a big audience, you maybe don't know what the problems are going to be. And Oh, they they knew what the issues were. Oh. We, the coverage <laughs> of this game was like, oh. they they okay. knew where there were bugs. I'm giving them some benefit. they just the doubt. pushed okay. it out there. Okay. Um, I think at some point they should have been like, yeah, we cannot put this on the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One because it will catch fire. Yeah. Like this game just cannot happen, and wow. uh, they that, just that, never admitted to that. Yeah, I was I was going to say that for people, mm-hmm. the big problem seemed to be that you know the biggest market for this game was on the existing consoles, not the next gen yeah. ones. And and all those people, including my own, you know, my kids here, my daughter, uh, were were hyped. She got the game. She was like, I can't wait to play it on my Xbox One. And as she was getting it, all the stories were hitting. And so she made the executive decision to not play it until the patches come. Oh. So she won't touch the game. Smart. She Very refuses smart. to smart. have that experience. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, – but I think that's a terrible thing, you know, that, that they didn't prepare people for that, that, that it was mm-hmm. like, surprise. I should have just delayed it a year. Else. I should have waited two years yeah. to play No Man's Sky. Maybe I would have really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Hey, I, I spent like 150 bucks on the old, you know limited edition version of that game because yeah. I was so excited for it with the little spaceship. Yeah. And it was cool. Mm. It's a cool spaceship. And hey, I've gone back and played it and they have done a great job. I will of, like, try Making it. that thing good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I had high hopes for it. And this is mm-hmm. part of the problem is you get so hyped. Uh, both both uh, Cyberpunk and, and No Man's Sky were insanely hyped for, I mean, they show trailers at E3 a year ahead of time mm-hmm. and people get mm-hmm. so excited and nothing can live up to that. Nothing. Yeah. Do you play Sorry, any I games? Don't play uh, games? Yeah, I was going to ask you, I don't Shira. Games. No, no games. so I was... Um, You're busy creating. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of creators that game, but I actually was a host for GameStop highlights in store at a certain no, point. No, really? So I was hired by a company <laughs> to do all those highlights, and I remember getting Did called out because I called Mario Mario. Oh, Canadian. my God. Uh, and then the I time. went to the GameStop developers <laughs> conference, or not developers, uh, GameStop like managers conference. And that was really interesting because all, all of them like knew us because this is all they watch all the time store. you're a celebrity i'd gone into the gaming world and then i got more into pop culture and all that and I'm, i follow what's happening but i don't necessarily game like i'm a complete noob i'm really bad at it i get super anxious when i play they should have paid yeah. you in gamestop spot stock if <laughs> only i'd known if there you only go. you'd know <laughs> it's like the uh, woman who painted the murals at the old Facebook oh, offices. Facebook, yeah. Remember that? Totally. They said, yeah. well, we don't have any money. Can you, would you take stock? And I believe she's oh, a multimillionaire, gosh. as a matter of fact. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for her. <sighs> uh, speaking of games, the PS5 is going to get its uh, PlayStation VR headset. I thought PlayStation VR was pretty nice uh, on the mm-hmm. PS4. I, I kind of enjoyed yeah. it. Surprisingly nice. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. good. It, well, mostly because you're sitting down. <laughs> it's hard. Yes. It's hard to get nauseous if you're sitting down. I guess uh, you you could do that with PC VR too. It's more like it was. I guess it somehow worked. Somehow they made decent VR yeah. in a cheap, pretty cheap console. It just required a ton of wires. Yeah, and the moves were dopey. I wasn't crazy about them. Yeah, but it was all right. So the controllers stank. Yeah, no. yeah, but the headset, the wands, the glowing, yeah, the little move wands, wands. yeah. <laughs> Your little ping pong, your glowing ping pong ball ones. There you, that's it. That's Picture cute. Of all of that's us Shira like right there getting very I anxious. I would do that. I would do that. Ah! You know what I was really good at? What was the thing? Um, it was the, like, we're not tennis or something where you had to, like, move your. Oh, yeah. The like, Wii, Wii, Wii. Wii tennis. Wii. Yeah. I was really yes, good at Wii. Wii. <laughs> at any of those games, that was, was so... that was fun. The Wii. Was that before was or cool. after your Tamagotchi? That was half Okay. <laughs> I'm aging myself. I bought, I, we have a Wii at home. I even bought this silly, uh, it's actually a Pilates, a Pilates <laughs> oh, um, yeah, like, thing. Yeah, it's great. I love it's those or the Dance Dance Revolution ones. Like yeah. I love anything that's more yeah. physical, like anything where I need to kill people or I have to create things <laughs> and go through like obstacles. You would love Animal Crossing. You need to get a Switch. Oh, you, yeah. You basically, you're land on an island, you just have a tent and you get to design the whole thing. And it takes thousands of hours. I don't know if I would like that. That would like give me anxiety. Also. You go shake like trees. You go shake, you shake trees. trees. You've done no, that. No, That's right. You shake trees. Like I said, I have finally got to the stage where I'm growing golden roses. And those are quite nice. lucrative. Yeah, I have a little Very golden nice. rose farm. So that's good. This is our gaming segment, such as it is. I'm sorry. HP, <laughs> HP is buying HyperX, which is a well-known uh, uh, accessory, gaming accessory sure. brand. Great, great headsets from them. Yeah. yeah. $425 million. Good for mm. them. Yikes. Good for them. 
good for them. Good for them and good for good for HP. HP needs better mm. accessories because they every time I review like a good HP desktop, I reviewed an old one from early last year. It was a great thing. Terrible keyboard, terrible mouse. Like they uh, need help with yeah. lots of different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very vanilla stuff. <clears throat> I do feel like though style. that HP's split was good for the PC side. The getting HP oh, Enterprise yeah. off. Yes. to do their thing. I feel like they helped PC side focus and make better products. They were making very bad. I mean, the pavilions were nightmare products for mm-hmm. years. Now these the mm-hmm. uh, these envies, uh, they're beautiful. The Specters are and gorgeous. And the Specters, yeah. I love yeah, the Specters. Yeah, the Specter. That's, that's a go-to here. Yeah. yeah. Like the gorgeous. And they don't have all the junkware they used to have on them and all of that stuff. Yeah. They made they made a laptop out of leather. You know? It, they did. It feels good. Same leather as uh, football leather, right? It was yeah. nice, thick, yeah. Pigskin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this MSI you reviewed. As long as we're talking about gaming, the GS sixty uh, I mean, six. The GS sixty six Stealth. Uh, it's a it's a gaming laptop, but I think what's really interesting is that it's one of the first with a fourteen forty p screen, and this is where we get really technical. Um, but you know, games for the past expect several years. games like to be fourteen forty, yeah. not ten eighty. Not 2166. Yeah. They like it in the sweet spot in the middle there. It's a good sweet spot because before gaming laptops were all like either 1080p, which is the original HD standard, and they were you know getting faster and faster in terms of refresh rate, or they could be 4K, which was hell on your GPU. Just really hard to actually render a game yes. at that resolution. It's too much. Too much. So 1440p. Slightly sharper with a high refresh rate. It's great. It's like a great middle ground. It also comes with a 3080. Is, isn't that a desktop mm-hmm. GPU? It can it's include a laptop. up to the 3080. Okay. Yep. Well. They've been doing basically slimmer, um, less powerful versions of their GPUs for oh, the laptops. But smart. they're still really good. Yeah. Uh, it just costs a ton. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can get it, though. I mean, there's such a shortage. Uh, yeah. It's a nightmare. All right, it's, a, it's a nightmare. It's the whole chip shortage. Yeah. There's the uh, there's the, the gaming segment. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you all enjoyed that. We don't we don't do a lot of gaming coverage. We should, probably should do more. But it's always been uh, difficult though because there's so many. It's not one monolithic thing. There's PC gamers. There's console gamers. There's Nintendo Switch gamers. There's casual gamers. Yeah. It's too and and neither kind, of, kind them, of a large market that you should probably be covering. It is, but, but but the yeah. PC yeah. gamers mock the console gamers who mock the uh, iPad gamers. <laughs> Nobody, everybody thinks they're real. The real gamers, the whole the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's crazy. Uh, let me talk about the game of getting insurance, car oh. or home. Insurance. Nice. What, you like that? You like that, that segue? Very good. Very good. <laughs> Actually, this is there's a story behind this. It's a true story. Lisa, uh, about a month ago, said, "Ah!" I said, "What?" She said, "They just raised our house insurance eight thousand dollars." This is because we live in the forest, you know, uh, wildfire territory. I guess I don't know. That was their excuse. So I said, "No, no, no problem. I've got a computer. Uh, I can do this. We're going to shop." After about three sites, it's like, oh, my God, because you're entering the same stuff over and over and over again. Then I saw that ad with uh, Hano saying, Gaim did it, Gabi and Sean, so you don't have to do that. And it was like he was talking to me. Uh, so, so I, I, you know, I heard it, and I think I probably saw it a couple of times. But, and I finally said, all right, I'm, I'm getting Gabby. G-A-B-I. It's an app you put on your phone. 
And what they do, and actually it's kind of uh, cool. I think geeks will appreciate this. They basically, there's something nobody else does. They convinced insurance companies, and they've got 40 of the biggest uh, insurance providers, progressive, nationwide travelers, home and auto. They convinced them to create a API. They never, that's the last thing insurance companies ever wanted to do. They want you to go to their website and type things in. Gabby says it's about 1,100 characters on average that you have to type per site. They don't want you to shop. You give them the credentials for your existing insurance, so they, you don't even have to type that in once. They get all the data from your insurance company, and then they shop it to these 40 different companies. All you do is you link in your current insurance uh, in most cases, you'll receive quotes in a few minutes for the same, the same coverage you have. And that's the whole point. They, they, they want to match that coverage. That's exactly what we did. If you want to move forward, by the way, no obligation at this point. You haven't agreed to anything. If you want to move forward with one of the quotes, the insurance company you selected will, of course, have to underwrite it. So they'll review all the details and confirm the final price. And on average, they save their customers eight, an extra $961 a year in their pocket. That's how much Gabby customers save per year on average car and home insurance. Now, I I put in the car insurance and I put in the uh, home insurance and it came back within a couple of minutes. This wasn't typing a lot of stuff. This was very quick, very simple. I just gave them the credentials to log in. I won't say the names of the insurance companies, but to log into our car insurance and our home, separate companies. They came back and said, you know what? You're getting the best deal you could get on a car insurance. We can't find anything better. That's a great deal. I, that actually made me feel pretty good. None of this is costing me anything at this point, by the way. They said, but we think we could save you a couple of thousand dollars on that home insurance. Oh, okay. Uh, then they said, okay, if you want to move forward with the quote, still I've paid nothing, I've committed to nothing. Uh, they, give, they say, okay, we're going to give your information to this insurance company. They haven't done that yet. And sometimes the insurance company, it depends on how old-fashioned they are. Sometimes they'll call you. Sometimes it's automatic. Sometimes a Gabby agent will call you. But they have to review the details do the real underwriting, and then confirm the price. You still have paid nothing. You still have committed to nothing. Sometimes there'll be a, an adjustment there. They were, It was. It was originally a little more, went down a little bit when they realized where we lived. We, we saved almost $2,000. We got the insurance policy the other day. It's done. And it cost us nothing. It was an incredible thing. I just wanted to tell you about it. It's a great way, and it's so simple and so easy. You could do it while you're watching the Gabby ad on TV. Save on home and auto insurance today, up to, on average, $961. We saved more. We saved more. It was an amazing experience. It's fast. It's easy. And by the way, don't worry. They never sell your info. I, I'm always so nervous when I sign up for these things. I use a phony, a real phone number, but not my real phone number. You know what I mean? I use a, a dummy number and a dummy email address. Since we did this, no spam, nothing. I always check, nothing. They don't sell your info, no robocalls, no spam. It's all very private, but boy, it really works. Gabby, I want you to try it. You may be overpaying. You probably are on your car and home insurance. Most people are because it's too much of a pain to shop it. Let Gabby do the work using, using their technology. See how much Gabby can save you. It's free to check. Again, no obligation, no commitment. You don't have to push that button until the very end. Go to Gabby.com slash twit. Go to Gabby.com slash twit. G-A-B-I dot com slash twit. Gabby, thank you. You saved us big. Really appreciate it. Uh, oh, these are creepy. And I don't know if this is a good thing or not. Have you seen this? My Heritage. Oh, yeah. Oh, is this oh, creepy? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so oh, 
Oh my wow. God! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. So it's like a deep fake of your grandma? Yeah, yeah, grandma's it's, it's deep fake. It with, yeah, it's worse when you do it with someone you know. It's just it, it just <laughs> freaks you out. I did it with my grandmother. I've been told by my wife I'm not allowed to do it with any of her relatives. Really? But, yeah. So if somebody you don't know, it doesn't look so weird because you what you. It's not. I think you just don't have that connection. Yeah, know. but if it's somebody you knew, it's like I don't know. So uh, there's mm, there's yeah. uh, examples with Abe Lincoln. Let me see if I can find yeah. that. Uh, they call you it. You can deep do it with nostalgia. anything. Yeah, you can do it with yeah. a, You can do it with. I did it with a a, a Spock uh, figure I have here. You can really just anything that's not moving. You can get a picture of it. Pop it in. Um. All right. Let me. This is so weird. Let me pull this up and see if I can. Yeah, Lincoln. So weird. Abe Lincoln, as you've never seen him before. Um, is this it? Is he moving yet? Oh, here it is. It's a video. Okay, here. Let me play it. Uh, oh, dear. oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Let me let me play the audio too. Yeah. But he's he's and make fascinating <laughs> discoveries about our family history. Oh Here's my God! MyHeritage.com to <laughs> Abe Lincoln's doing an ad for My Heritage. Oh my God! That's just creepy. So is that a deep fake? What is it? Yeah, I think no. that is right. It's not really no. that. Sophisticated. No, it's not. It's yeah, not really not deep quite. fake. It's more like a, It's more like an AI because AI, it's, yeah. it's yeah. taking the image and what it understands about normal human facial movements and and basically combining them. It doesn't. I know that what's happening there is they're they're connecting it directly, I think, to somebody who might be talking or you know animated, but it's it's not entirely deepfakes is 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 a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys seen the uh, the deep fake Tom thing going around? Yes, TikTok? I was yes. that to is yes. that is terrifying. Oh Wait my god. Minute. You That's mean MySpace Tom? No, no, Tom Cruise. Uh, no, no, no. Search for deep, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Deep fake Tom. Yeah, some viral videos going around of the craziest, like very good yeah. deep fakes I've seen. Yeah. All right, it's let me on see. TikTok. It's, it's a, it's not, a TikTok, yep. of course. Yeah, deep fake Tom TikTok, Cruise. Yeah. Here it is. So this is not yeah. really Tom Cruise. Is that what you're telling me? No, uh-huh. it's not Tom not. Cruise. What's up, TikTok? <laughs> you guys cool if I play some sports? It does look like Tom Cruise, but he doesn't. The guy doesn't look like that. No, I don't know. No. Like we don't know. Like it's, a, it's some sort of viral it's an thing. Audio experience. Yeah, yeah. It's. Have you guys ever watched Carter Crew? No. Mm-hmm. They're 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 a YouTube channel. They do a lot of like special effects stuff, and they actually did be, something like. I'd be pissed if I was Tom Cruise. Wow. I guess because he's a oh, yeah. celebrity, you can't copyright his his look. I think his well, likeness is copyrighted to a certain degree. Things. Can you? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that will be I, the future where there will be. Mm-hmm. AI that can scan the web and see if your likeness is being used yeah, in other that's ways. It's not approved. So this is one way to become famous on TikTok. Deep yeah. fake Tom and nobody, Cruise. It's, it's, it's kind of like we don't know what the deal is. Like it's some actor with a good, with a decent Tom Cruise impression. He doesn't sound this. like Tom Cruise that much. What, what he's got. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's a little bit. Yeah. And they but clearly the have shot video of him and then modified the face to look more like because yeah, he has a, a Tom oh, Cruise it's, movements. A ma- it's like a mapping it's a it's kind of like a mm-hmm. mapping technology because okay. they'll have they'll have like the Tom Cruise and all of Tom Cruise's uh, different expressions and that allows the actor to sort of do whatever they want and the AI can say I know 
what to do with the face, with the Tom Cruise face, to make it look like it's part of your face. Yeah. And it's really sophisticated. Yeah. Oh. This is the best deep fake that I've seen for Tom Cruise that I've really seen. And I've seen a lot of different deep fakes. Yeah. I've seen a lot of deep fakes. This that one is totally really credible, right? Yeah. It's totally. Yeah. Show yeah. it again, John. It's totally credible. I mean, it's not. Uh, if I didn't know ahead of time, I would think that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. When he turns sometimes, like if he does a full turn to His the profile, nose is that's where he kind of falls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's got a schnoz. His Even forehead wrinkles also disappear sometimes. Oh, that's not yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There are little bits and pieces. Wow. That's uh, okay. All right. We don't apparently. Take that, my heritage. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing a deep fake this entire time. I'm not actually. That's not you. It's actually <laughs> no, he's no. Tom Cruise. Believe it or not, that's that's right. a way to scale your likeness. It's like if you don't have mm -hmm. enough time in the day, you just get someone like deep an fakes. intern to like do deep fake of you on a show. Or I, <laughs> I honestly, this is, I've made it. It sounds yeah. like a joke, but I honestly believe there are many. There's more than a hundred thousand hours of video of me doing these shows. Uh -huh. which are completely saved and recorded. And I believe at some point, it's not going to be in the next 10 years, but at some point, I'm hoping it's before I die, there will be a synthetic Leo and these shows can continue forever. So, yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> My friend Taryn, possible. who you should totally I think have it's totally on your possible. show, she worked with this Israeli company who's doing these AIs and she created an AI version of herself as a host because she, she does hosting in her own YouTube channel, Taryn Southern. Check it out. And so now she has an AI of herself that she could just use to host shows and interview people and she what? doesn't need to do it. That's yeah. amazing. Are you kidding? Is it pretty good? Yeah. Go to her YouTube.com slash Taryn Southern. Okay. You can check it out. Um, okay. And then, uh, okay, here's her. Is this her? No, wait a minute. That's a song. No, that was a music video. Okay. She did. Okay. Let's. I'm like a bug on your screen. Okay. Here's a. All right. Go to making her my clone. Is this it? Oh, here it is. Here's her clone. Here's her yeah. clone. Okay. So this is not real. This is a, a generated Terrence yeah. Southern. I mean. Okay. Let's hey see. guys, I can't believe it's been it's not perfect. five years. Since I see. I posting regular videos to YouTube. I see the mouth. It's a little weird, right? The real Terrence Southern AI Terran can speak different languages. Oh boy. This is weird. <laughs> so if we could do this now, I'm telling you, there's enough video of me. It won't require my cooperation. <laughs> there's, there's enough video and yeah. photos Shira, of I want of you to keep an eye on Lisa. And if all of a sudden <laughs> she's got a new man, but the shows keep going... I'm suspicious. I don't know. What's happening. I don't know. I could. I could <laughs> happen. I think we're getting close. It's just. It's. Um, it's. It's. It's a matter of maybe a year or two or maybe five before you really will see something. And that Tom Cruise, you will see something and you won't know if that's real or not, right? Yeah. What does that do? Deep fake porn, which is super. Yeah, immoral. that's scary. Nobody's doing I mean, that with me. I'm sorry. Look, look at these movies <laughs> where they're bringing back stars, dead stars. You know, I mean, still, none of them are great yet. Well, the Star but, Wars uh, stuff was terrible. You, I yeah. mean, they had to put they you know better. put them in dark with thing. And they had little clips. It wasn't great, but uh, but I think in this is we're making rapid mm -hmm. progress. It's getting yeah. better, and uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, have you guys seen the movie called The Congress? which is something no. I reference quite a bit, uh, directed by Ari Fulman. But it's a movie starring Robin Wright about a world where actors can digitize themselves, choose to capture their likeness and sell that off 
to a studio and then they can't act personally anymore, but their likeness can go on because they've licensed it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you you told me about this. this. I did start watching this. This is with Robin Wright. It's it's fantastic. I did start watching more and more pressure every day. The The Congress. Congress. Oh, the Congress. Yeah, because she licensed herself, right? That was the thing. Yeah. 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 I would do that. That's a way to scale yourself and then have a life. (laughs) And retire. Yeah. 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 But then you can't create anymore. Then you can't. Yeah, it's illegal for you to perform yourself. Right. Because yourself is she somewhere else. You can't compete and, with, uh, she's already right, sold yeah. her right, the rights off. But that happens if you're in the music industry, you sell off your catalog, mm-hmm. you don't you don't own your music anymore. That's not, uh, it's completely credible. Completely credible. Bad news if you're crossing the border. When you go home to Montreal, Shira, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I always thought the Mounties were tough going into Canada. But now, according to a new court ruling, when you come back in the United States, border agents can search your phone with absolutely no limit without probable cause. Oh, wow. U.S. Appeals Court. This was actually overturned. I mean, this was actually uh, prevented. And and, the, and uh, Judge Sandra Lynch has overturned an earlier ruling that Customs and Border Protection agents can conduct in-depth searches of phones and laptops. That's both basic and, quote, advanced searches, which include reviewing and copying data from your device without a warrant it's fully constitutional according to this judge i don't know if i know i don't know if this will be appealed no kidding well um is that the canadian government or the u.s government u.s government it's always been bad going into canada the mounties have been are tough but uh at least well you're a are you a citizen now of the u.s No. no Uh, no, I'm a, still a citizen of Canada. So you probably, it's a little easier for you. Or I don't know. I haven't seen my family in a year and a half because of everything. Yeah, I know. That oh, must be awful. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. This, uh, there, what, the ruling that overturned this said there's not, you, there's no, you don't have to, you have to have reasonable suspicion. Uh, Lynch disagreed. And this is the quote that really pissed me off. Uh, the judge said electronic device searches do not fit neatly into other categories of property searches. But the bottom line is basic border searches of electronic devices do not involve an intrusive search of a person. That's ridiculous. It's an invasion of privacy. You should that's, have a lawyer. Like yes. that's something Everything's you on your phone. Yeah. Everything's yeah, on your phone. I mean, it's like them. And it's basically like being able to enter your house and rummage through every single thing yeah. in every closet, every drawer. No probable I mean, cause. Just I don't Just like ridiculous. how you look, Lance. Yeah, uh, and I maybe you Most got people something. Don't. Yeah, I want to see what's on your phone, buddy. Hand it over. Yeah, that's 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 incredible, and I don't think that's going to hold up if that keeps making its way through the courts. That's going to get appealed and go all the way to the Supreme Court. It's not going to hold up. Uh, we shall see. Um, the judge said, you know, Congress should establish clearer rules. Congress could say there is more protection, but she says the Constitution does not. Um, ACLU said warrantless and suspicionless electronic device searches can give border officers unfettered access to vast amounts of private information about our lives. We're disappointed with the ruling and evaluating all options to ensure we don't lose our privacy rights when we travel. So I, pres- I that sounds like the ACLU might want to uh, pursue this. Yeah. Um, it was a it was an EFF and an ACLU lawsuit. So yeah, you know what? They're going to appeal it. They got to appeal it. Not that I have any confidence the Supreme Court will understand how smartphones work any better than anybody. <laughs> so, 
There is some good news. I'll give you some of the good news. We, you saw it on the promo. Uh, the president has ordered a broad supply chain review uh, to address chip shortages. Uh, the aim is eventually to increase domestic production of these chips, uh, which I think everybody would support, right? Uh, yeah. okay. I, I don't know if there's anything Definitely. you can do in the short term. But I mean, it's hard to build these these factories. Oh, they take these years, fabs. and they're yeah. billions yeah, and billions of dollars. It takes years. It takes yeah. training, uh, you know, yeah. of the, the the workforce. It also, you know, how are we competitive? You know, Foxconn and these, you know, these companies that have uh, uh, employees that they pay so little. I mean, that's the thing that really we have to be competitive to do this. So they got to figure that out. But I, I think I think probably that's the point of this. Is look, this isn't going to happen overnight. It's clear now because of this shortage. This is a problem. Ford had to cut production of the F-150 pickup. General Motors has shut down some North American plants into next month um, because they, the car makers can't get the chips. So uh, maybe you can't fix it today, but you you got to start sometime. Now's the time. Uh, incent companies to build fabs in the United States. The Intel is about ready i suspect to close down its fabs in oregon and and you know start outsourcing uh, fabs um we got to do something about that uh california can finally finally enforce its net neutrality law you remember when the fcc overturned net neutrality that was a couple of years ago um the state of california in 2017 uh, passed a law to restore net neutrality. Uh, the Department of Justice under Trump sued. The telecom industry sued. But uh, the DOJ under Biden has dropped that suit. And the Judge John Mendez declined to grant the telecom industry a preliminary injunction. So the law can go into effect now. There'll still be a trial. It's not over. But at least for now, um, net neutrality survives in the state, of, in the great state of California. Uh Current temporary interim chair of the FCC, Jessica Rosenworcel, tweeted, when the FCC, over my objection, rolled back net neutrality policies, states like California sought to fill the void with their own laws. Tonight, a court in California decided the state law can go into effect. This is big news for open Internet. But the big news is that the chairman of the FCC is supporting it is fantastic. Right. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I want to talk about non-fungible tokens with our brilliant team of panelists. Lance Ulanoff, great to have you. LanceUlanoff.com, U-L-A-N-O-F-F. He's also Lance Ulanoff on the Twitter. And I'm sure if anything exciting is coming up, you will tweet about it. You will let yes. us know via the Twitter. Uh, Shira Lazar, PeaceInside.Live. If you ever get a chance to have a, a yogasmic experience with Shira, I strongly encourage it. Actually, that was really fun. It was a, a Valentine's Day yoga, uh, Zoom yoga class. I'd never done a Zoom yoga class. It worked pretty well. Peaceinside.live. And yeah, you're going to do some you liked more. It. Yeah, it was so fun. It was really, really a, a wonderful. And I, you know, I, there's little windows. And I, you could, I could have gone big on the instructor, but I, we, Lisa and I wanted to see the other couples, and everybody was so cute and everybody was so in love. It was really a sweet. <laughs> Good to know you were watching all of us. Yeah, we were watching. Were you not watching? Did you just go full on no, the instructor? No, we just kind of got lost. Yeah, we put her full frame on my laptop. Yeah, that was smart. And then we were just doing our own thing. Yeah, I could tell. 
It was fun to watch. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. There was one woman who said, I'm, "I'm no shame." Hey, Yolo. There was one woman who came in there and said, "You're recording this. I'm out of here." She left. Oh she yeah, could... they got. Well, we ended up stopping to record because you know they were recording for themselves for their own internals. They yeah, like, not me. They it. weren't recording you or me. They were or yeah, anybody. They were just recording yeah, themselves, the their own image, which yeah. was, was fine with me. I don't care. Anyway, it was really fun. Peace Inside Live, that's not the only thing they do. They have lots of helpful virtual wellness, virtual yes. wellness in this tough time for all of us. So glad you created that among all the other wonderful things you do. And of course, from Engadget Senior Editor Devendra Hardwar, don't forget he's got that great film sh- podcast slash film. Yes. Highly slash recommended. Slash filmcast. Slash filmcast. Yeah. What is uh, what do you what is uh, what is the latest Anything interesting going on? Question. What are you talking good about? Question. You don't know. Well, we just reviewed Nomad Land, uh, which is up oh god, I love that. Movie. Oh my god, I saw that. Fantastic what film. Did you think? Oh Fantastic my god, film. I love that. What did yeah. you think, Shira? Did you not like it? I know I liked it. I found it really relevant, <laughs> fascinating. We, I kind of, I'll be honest, we fell asleep at the end, the last ten minutes. You didn't miss anything. I can't stay out for a whole movie. These don't, days. Uh, no spoilers. But I was impressed. Francis McDormand is amazing, and it really she's wonderful. Touches on the state of where we're at here. Well, in fact, know. I was almost referenced it uh, earlier when we were talking about yep. how people were working so hard to make ends meet. The movie was based on an article in Harper's Magazine many years ago, I think 2011, about how many retirees had so little uh, retirement funds and Social Security was so low they had to keep yep. working. The never-ending retirement, and uh, mm-hmm. that was the basis for a, a book, which then became uh, the film with Francis McDormand. But, you know, it's a funny film because you can't really say there's a plot, but it's so moving yeah. and beautiful. And it's really about people. It's, a, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of, they call it like a tone poem or something, but yeah. it is really about how America is broken and capitalism mm-hmm. is destroying us all. And yeah. that's it. That's the movie and everybody should see it. Wow. Now that I know that, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I I loved it. You know? I loved it. That's the latest, episode 607, uh, uh, the slash film cast. Highly recommend it. Uh, Our show today brought to you by Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is, you know, it's my favorite. It's it's, It's called an MVNO, Mobile Virtual Network Operator. So you know the big guys. T-Mobile and Sprint, I guess, together, Verizon, AT&T, Devendra's boss. Uh, Those guys, uh, you know, they float along charging 80, 90, 100 bucks a month for data plus phone calls plus text. Along comes this little guy, Mint Mobile, no stores. Ryan Reynolds probably plunging a lot of his fortune into that. Uh, They offer premium wireless, not 80, 90 bucks a month, $15 a month. $15, and that's unlimited talk, (laughs) unlimited text, and high-speed data. And it's on the nation's largest 5G network. It's T-Mobile. So if you've got good T-Mobile service, you're going to get the same service for a fraction of the price. It's just amazing. I loved it so much. I did the $15 deal, and they said, I I want the uh, unlimited deal, 30 bucks a month. That's amazing. Um. For 300 bucks, I paid a year ahead of time, which is 25 bucks a month. I got 12 gigabytes. That's effectively un- unlimited for me. And always unlimited talk and text on a great 5G network. Uh, you can bring your own phone. They'll send you the SIM. There's no charge for the SIM. Port your number over, and it's, you know, painless. They actually sell phones. I got an iPhone SE, very inexpensive. 
it was 15 bucks a month plus the 15 bucks a month. For 30 bucks a month, you get a phone and coverage. It's incredible. Mint Mobile, switch now and you'll get premium wireless service. And of course, if you get it and it doesn't work or whatever, you know, in your neighborhood, you're, you're always covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk. To get your new wireless plan, just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door free, mintmobile.com slash twit. Mintmobile.com slash twit. Cut your wireless bill to as low as $15 a month. Mintmobile.com slash twit. You're going you're gonna to love Mint Mobile. Great service at a great price. I don't know why anybody would pay more. Plus, Ryan Reynolds. I love this story. Mississippi, Gulfport and Biloxi. Uh, the, the Miss, you don't hear a lot of uh, uh, great stories about the Internet in this country. Um, when the COVID relief package came out in March, the state of Mississippi decided to dedicate about $150 million of it to improving broadband, especially in poorly served rural areas of Mississippi like Gulfport and Biloxi. And, uh, but they said there's a catch. You can get the money. You have to match it to these uh, internet service providers. And you have to roll it out by the end of 2020. They did. We're getting, people are getting, going from 10 megabits to 300 megabits. It's just a great story and it shows what you can do. Uh, I, I, I really believe municipal Wi-Fi and, and government-run Wi-Fi is probably the best way to go, but the telecoms hate that. So maybe this is the next biggest, best thing. Um, good going, Mississippi. Well done. Uh, FCC has approved a $50 high-speed internet subsidy. So if you have a low-income household, uh, and as you know, this is a big problem in, during the pandemic because the kids need to Zoom. You need to Zoom if you've got a job. So the F Federal Communications Commission, thank you, Jessica Warson, Rosenworcel, approved a $50 a month to low-income households, up to $75 a month to Native American households for broadband service. So a couple of good yeah. stories about the Internet. Starting to see mm -hmm. the Internet as a human right. It is. Yeah. For yep. crying out loud. And now awesome. you can go to uh, NBA top stars and uh, buy some non-fungible tokens or maybe some <laughs> some crypto kitties. Going from a good internet story to a bad one. This uh, is this is yeah. what you're going to do with all your bandwidth. <laughs> you guys have to explain yeah. this to me. I see a lot of uh, groups on Clubhouse talking about NFTs. Yes. Yeah, non-fungible yeah. tokens. Non-fungible tokens. What is that, Lance? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? I mean, uh, this is the idea of of, of a, a you know identifying. So I've heard it talked about in this in the area of art. Like you can identify, mm -hmm. like you connect the token to a piece of art and then it's, it's basically it can't be, you know, counterfeited. It, you have a clear uh, uh, idea of ownership. Because uh, blockchain, the magic right. Blocks, of blockchain. Right, but that's it. And this is not, you know, the, I've seen this with um, collectibles. Do you know who, who one of the people who got in on this early? Uh, William Shatner with <laughs> Materium. Mm. What is Materium? <laughs> Materium is another sort of cryptocurrency and the way in which when he has all of this stuff that he sells, his like paraphernalia from his massive but it, but career. It's, but it's real tangible goods, right? You're getting a but vial tangible of goods. But the key is how do you verify the authentic oh. 
authenticity of these big problem. That's why it's a yeah. big problem That's, in autographs yes. and baseball and sport yes. memorabilia. Yes. Is you don't know is that really uh, you know Mookie Wilson's uh, signature? I don't know. Yep. How many times do you look on? Well, you're not on Twitter as much, but if you're on Twitter, you'll see people asking, for example, Mark Hamill, is this autograph thing that I got, is this real? And nine times out of ten, he's like, nope, I never signed that oh, thing. He knows, of course. Wow. Yeah. Get Mark to authenticate yeah, it. That's a good idea. Unless he probably signed a lot of them, you know, all the time. He might not know everything he signed. True. Sure. Yeah, but sure. it's usually connected to some, like, item. That's right. the I didn't sign that poster. I wasn't even in right, that movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember when my kid was little, we went to spring training. I love spring. I used to love it. I guess it's a big thing now. But in the old days, it was quiet. It was calm. We was down in uh, Arizona, Scottsdale, watched the Giants. And Barry Bonds was the Giants star. And it was so much fun. A kid, Henry was about eight or nine, ran down. I got a baseball, ran down, got it autographed, ran down, got it autographed. And we get on the plane. He says, look at this. And it was signed three times by, it looked like Barry Bonds is B... B, I thought you got you. What he he said? I just kept going back to him, and he kept signing it. So that's awesome. And I'm showing it around to other people on the plane. And the guy looks at us. It's not Barry Bonds. That's Boof Bonds. Who, <laughs> oh <my. laughs> by the way, never did get called up. Uh, but oh we have God. a baseball. Anybody wants it with three Boof Bonds or autographs? Oh my God! <laughs> Look just like that's Barry awesome. Bonds. Boof, you got to change. You got to do something. You got to put a zur in there or something. So that's the problem. Authentication. Yeah. This does is but NFTs is not even material goods. It's mind blowing. It is like a neon cat, right? The the rainbow cat sold for five hundred and eighty thousand yeah. dollars. But the, you don't get the it. real neon cat. Yeah. You don't. You don't you get own it. it. You own the real one. But you can't like hang it on your wall. It's a digital yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So so number hey. the number one of these <laughs> is selling NBA highlights. NBA mm -hmm. top shot. I said it wrong. Top shot. $217 million in sales in That's the last crazy. 30 like days. Can you, can you then license that thing then? So if you own it, I don't like know. if anyone ever wants to play that or view it in some I way, don't think so. Yeah. No, there's no revenue opportunity. You just own it. Well, that just seems stupid. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're wrong to the tune of $270 million yeah. in one month. Wow. Um, it's like let's create the artificial scarcity of the diamond industry, but at scale digitally. Let's just make it happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I don't. I guess if you own an NBA, somebody's got to explain this to me. If you own an NBA highlight, <laughs> you are the only owner of that highlight. What does that even mean? I don't know I what don't that know. means. It just doesn't make sense. It's a good or question. can a bunch of people own it? So you each like a bunch of people have ownership of it. No, 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 no. Well, I guess you could make a syndicate. But but you know it's so this thing this highlight on the front page got sold for seven hundred seventy nine bucks. You own uh, the moment. You own the moment. But you know the only reason this is worth anything is because you think someday somebody's going to give you seven hundred ninety nine bucks for it, right? Yeah. You're banking for something on the future, you can't yeah. hold. For something you can't hold. That's mm -hmm. the whole th the idea with crypto kitties mm -hmm. was you bought these cartoon cats. And some of them are rarer than others. They would breed so you could create new cats. I don't think you can create new NBA highlights. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I just, it's, what a world. What a world. Well, if, there is, if we live in virtual worlds, wouldn't those things that we own in those spaces be brought into that space? Oh, like as part of our sure. virtual 
ownership. So are we, are we it is a logical outcome of everything. Yeah. yeah. Are we recreating Second Life? I mean, what are, what are we doing? I don't <laughs> what know. Happening here? What are we doing? That is the model of the 21st century. What the hell are we Gosh. doing? I'm sorry to say a real tangible good fries, which probably a lot of our listeners uh, are not as not familiar with fries. But in California, in Texas, in Georgia, mm-hmm. fries was the electronics store. Devendra, did you ever go to a fries? Do you know what fries I've is? never went to fries. I didn't know there was a fries in Georgia until like, oh, this thing happened. But I grew yeah. up in New England always wanting to go to fries. So, so you knew about yeah, it. It out. was legend. I knew about it. Yeah. yeah. So fries because is of joining. you California nerds. That's why. Joining Circuit City. <laughs> Joining Radio Shack in the great tech store in the sky uh, after 36 mm-hmm. years in business. It was really the Silicon Valley fries in Sunnyvale. I spent a lot of time haunting those aisles, as did probably every geek in Silicon Valley. I mean, it was just really a fun place uh, to visit. But, you know, between the pandemic mm-hmm. and Newegg mm-hmm. and Amazon, there's really not a lot of room for a brick and mortar. They hadn't been store. doing good for a while, right? Like no. people would post photos of just was almost empty, empty stores yeah. for years. Yeah. Yeah. They they hung on as long as they could. But and I think the pandemic was the last yeah. nail in the coffin, but honestly it was how yeah. can you you know, you're not gonna make money selling computer parts and hard drives in a giant these were former grocery know. stores. They were giant. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah, nobody micro Center is still around. Like I have a Micro Center know, 10 minutes from me and it's doing really wow. well. So. Is it doing well? Yeah. I don't know. We, ha- we have one in, our, in yeah. our area too. Yeah. I haven't been there in ages. Wow. It's very strange. That's cool. Well, did I always... You, another physical thing that died this week, Leo, did you see Cinefax Magazine? Which, oh, yeah. I heard that. Amazing magazine. Dawn. 172 issues. Was it mm-hmm. was it for it was for the film buff or the fan? It was it was for the public. Like it was for both, I think. And it was one of those trade journals that was sold on newsstands, right? When I used to go to Borders or Barnes and Noble and sit in the cafe, it would be right there next to Entertainment Weekly and you could pick it up. It's a huge yeah. thing with huge interviews and we it was so unique and so sad it's to see mag- go. These I, magazines mm-hmm. have a tough time surviving. Do you remember Premier yeah. Mag? Oh yeah, I love yeah. Premier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This oh, is beautiful, favorites. though. Look at the look at how beautifully yeah. produced it is. Obviously, that's part of the problem. Is you know, it was mm-hmm. a fifteen dollar magazine, um, produced by monthly. So yeah, not not yeah. even like. But if you're a film buff, holy cow, holy cow, so sad. Well, this we always do the obituaries at the end of the show. The good news <laughs> is nobody died uh, that I know of. Anyway, no no uh, no geeks, no no big tech people died, but uh, there were a few businesses that. Said so long. Now we have to say so long to you, our esteemed panel. Always so much fun. Devendra Hardwar, thank you so much. How's the baby? Sleeping. She is doing well. She, I mean, she woke up at 6 a.m. this morning and didn't nap. So my wife has had to fight her to sleep this while I'm on the show. So I hope she, sir, I hope she succeeded, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I not, don't know. It's not the middle of the night or anything. It's only 8 o'clock, right? It's only it's only eight o'clock, but that you, she should have she should have been sleeping. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. having kids is great, but oh man, does it take all your energy, especially during a pandemic? Uh, I bet it does. At least she's not in school. You know, I really feel for his people with mm-hmm. kids in kindergarten yeah. through eighth grade. It's just tough. Yeah, our son who's a senior in high school, uh, but he he's been going he's been doing online uh, schooling for a couple of years, so he's pretty comfortable with it. Uh, mm-hmm. They just said Petaluma schools April thirteenth. 
Uh, and he says, I don't want to go. <laughs> right? I'm happy. Yeah, we've been complaining, and now we have to go back. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I said, but Michael, you can, you can walk. You're going to have a graduation. You can order. They're actually saying, time to order your cap and gown. That's, to me, such a relief. Because mm-hmm. I thought he wasn't going to get to, to walk. So yeah. he says, nah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Kids today, I tell you. I tell you. Uh, speaking of kids, Shira Lazar. Oh, yeah, I'm a child at heart. A, a useful, useful person. <laughs> it's so lovely to have you on. Always is. I oh. hope you do another yogasmic experience next I will. Yeah, you keep mentioning it. I'm I do. Well, I was good. It was good. For some people, we'll get a good group together. Yes, yeah, we'll do it again. And we'll, you know what? We should give you a plug on the Twitch so you can get, you know, thousands of people in there. Be yeah, fun. if they can join you in a yogasmic experience, maybe they'd be intrigued, definitely. I no, we'll there. have to do it. When, when I have an event coming up or retreat, we'll, uh, we'll jump on here. I and promise not to wear yoga pants. How about that? That'll help. Whatever works. Peace Inside Live. What else you want to plug? You're still doing What's Trending. I love that. Yeah, what's trending.com, youtube.com slash what's trending for all your latest social media trend, digital culture news, viral videos, so on and so forth. And then I have a radio show on uh, Channel Q. We are channelq.com. You do that After, every day. Afternoon drive. Yeah, weekdays. So it, it's uh, we catch you up on current events, pop culture, social issues. Do you have a traffic reporter like in the, the eye in the sky? Oh, we're looking no, over we the 405 right no. now. Are you, I could be no, the fake traffic we're reporter. We're across the country. So oh, you're national. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody in the chat room saying, again with the yoga pants. What is it with <laughs> yoga pants? I'm sorry I said anything. I apologize. It's worse than profanity. Thank you, Shira. It's great to have you. And of course, Thank Lance. You. The lovely and talented Lance Ulanoff. I haven't seen you in so long. It's so good to see you again. I'm glad things are going well. I'm still glad your Tamagotchi is still alive. Uh, Lance, more or less. More or less. How did you get a Pokemon in there? I want to find out more. Sorry, it's what the kids. We got the them kids. for the kids. But the kids, By the do. way, uh, I was going to say to Devendra, you know, as a parent of uh, adult children mm-hmm. now, um, whatever their sleeping habits are when they're babies, get used to it. <laughs> That's their sleeping habits for life. Really? Oh wow! Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say it's going to reverse when they're teenagers no, or something. No, no, There's no. There's everything. I mean, more broadly, the personality that you're looking That's at right true. now. Oh yeah. That's yeah. the bizarrest thing ever because you think you have some influence on your kids, but yeah. they they come out fully baked. They are the yeah. way, mm-hmm. and it's so funny to watch the con. I agree with you because my kids are grown too. The continuity is fascinating. Well, oh, yeah. It's, Jennifer it's, and I will talk really about Just, our daughter and we'll go, yeah, remember when she did that? She's still doing that. <laughs> That's so interesting. Does it put things into perspective yes. with yourself? Like how maybe you just have always had those, those behaviors? Well, the best oh. thing about kids is talk about self-perspective. They tell you the truth. You immediately oh, yeah. know what a jerk you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, well, they yeah. throw it right back at you. Boom. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep. Yep. Boom. <laughs> You know, I, uh, I, I've, I, I never, I never got better. But I remember when I first got a BlackBerry, how upset they was. Get off your BlackBerry, Dad! Get off it! <laughs> They're like eight or nine. Get off the BlackBerry! No, but I gotta get off it. They were so mean, and now, of course, I'm. It all comes around. I'm at dinner with them. I said, "Get off the Instagram! Stop Snapchatting! What are you doing?" <laughs> it's like it's a it's, it's like a Harry Chapin song. It all comes yeah. rushing back. How old are your kids, Lance? 26 and 22. It's minor 26 and 28, almost 29. Should be 29 in a, yeah. in a month. Yeah. And Shira They're knows, adults. Shira knows, Abby. We, 
We had to. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. From way back. Yeah. Way back. Way yeah. from the good old yeah. days. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Ah. The good old days. Mm. So I had hair when I first had kids. Wow. Did they. It's a Homer it Simpson out? thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. You tear it out because of the kids, right? You tear it out. That's yeah, it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's a, we do who knows what happened. <laughs> we do twit uh, every Sunday afternoon after the radio show, about two thirty Pacific, five thirty Eastern time, twenty two thirty UTC. I mentioned the time we do it because, in fact, I would suggest tuning in earlier because we start the stream. You know, we don't. We just don't stop it. I guess we continue it, and so you can watch live as we're doing it and see the stuff before, see the stuff after. It's all on the website, twit.tv slash live. There's audio and video. If you're watching live or listening live, chat live, we have a great chat room. It runs 24-7, but it's most active when we're doing live shows. Some great people in there, a lot of fun. Uh, IRC.twit.tv. That's our little chat community. We also have a, a forum for people who aren't watching live. Uh, great place to go, twit.community. And you can sign up there. Uh, there's no charge, obviously. And uh, the only thing I it, it, I have to approve every sign on uh, just to make sure we don't get spammers. We've been having spam problems lately. So, uh, you know, I'll, I will approve you. But I'll do that within the 24 hours because uh, yeah, I want you to be in there. We also have a, uh, a Twitter clone called Mastodon, our own Mastodon instance at twit.social. I don't do Twitter anymore. I just do Mastodon. It's so fun. It's so great. I love it. Again, you have to uh, say why you want to join. Just mention, oh, Leo sent me or something like that. You'd be amazed. I'm approving these people. So many people come in to, to say things like, because I'd like to market my Viagra business. Or <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, no. There are people, spammers sometimes they go, uh, you know, I, I, I want to uh, sell stuff. And then, or they say, I want to meet people and their, uh, and their handle is, uh, you know, buy used real, real estate.com. And it's like, well, I think I know what you're here for. <laughs> yeah, used real estate, never buy new, always buy used real estate. That's my tip to you. Something you can take away <laughs> after this long show. <laughs> Where was I? On-demand versions of the show available at the website for everything we do. Twit.tv. Of course, there's a YouTube channel, uh, you can watch there if you want. You can subscribe there. As the kids say, mash the bell and hit the button or whatever that is. Uh, smash that like button. Smash yeah. that like button. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> smash that like button. Okay, guys? Uh, and you, if, actually, the more civilized way to subscribe is to get a podcast application. There are many. And uh, subscribe there and you'll get either the audio or the video the minute it's available of a Sunday evening. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Another this twit is, is in the can. Bye-bye.